Hello and welcome to Legion Outpost, episode 15. I'm Dave and I'm here with Adam the Computer. Adam, how are you? I'm getting by, Dave. Thanks. Uh, by. How are you doing? Surviving. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of temperature is it in Dayton, Ohio right now? What are we looking at? Oh, I think it's in the mid-80s. Okay. Actually, on that topic, mm. our uh, AC unit went out today. Oh, right. So that wasn't fun. Yeah. Oh, see, here it's freezing in Sydney. It's a really cold day. Like, it's like, it's less than 10 oh, degrees yeah. Celsius. Yeah, it's it's chilly. And I've got, I guess it's winter there then, huh? Yeah, we've just come into it. Yeah, we've just come into winter. And this is probably the first really wintry week. And uh, let me tell you, I don't like it. I've got the blanket over me. I've got a coffee going. <laughs> I've got teas. I'm just not a happy camper. Um, now, Legion Outpost, this week, correct me if I'm wrong, we're doing The Legion 1 to 8 by Dan Abnett and uh, is it Andy Lanning and uh, is it Olivia Coppell on our duties? Yeah, you got it uh, 100%. Oh, there you go. Wowee. And you know what? This is right around the time I started buying Legion in stores back in the day, 20-something years ago. Um, oh, wow, okay. So I wouldn't have got it from one, but I wasn't far away at all. Like, it because I remember Ras Ghoul, and yeah, so I came on to it during this run. That's where I started buying it. Um, yeah, I remember you saying you read some of this run and that you read some of the um, Mark Wade stuff. So Oh, yeah, yeah no, cool. I collected all the Mark Wade stuff. I, 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 oh, I, really? I bought, you know, I bought, I probably came in somewhere during this eight, and I reckon I, I went back a little bit and bought a couple more, and then I, I, I went to however long this run went, and then I went into the Mark Wade run as well. Wow, that's pretty significant. I didn't realize. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I, well, it's interesting, you know, it seemed like you liked it enough to buy it then, but uh, sometimes I feel like you don't uh, like it as much as some of the other stuff we've done. Definitely not. Yeah. I, um... I don't mind it, and it grew, like, as we'll find out in the review, it grew on me in the telling, mm-hmm. but I think having read a lot more, because back then I'd read almost no Legion, you know what I mean? Right, yeah. And having read a lot more Legion now for the show, I certainly prefer the classic. Although I will say, okay. uh, Dan Abnett, I do like, and as this wore on, I started to get more into it. But I just prefer the classic in general. It's... It, part part of what I don't like is the is the fact that it's all rebooted and I'm just like why why is it all rebooted you know yeah I definitely don't have as much affection for the reboot version of the team or the reboot history but I will say that I think the Abnet and Laning stuff is kind of like the shining mm. uh, period for those at least for the for the reboot yeah yeah and they're good storytellers and. Um... And that comes across. And, and look, by the end of the eight, I was quite invested, if you know what I mean. Like, I was sort of, I'd forgotten about Ras Ghul. It was only when Ras Ghul turned up that I realized that I'd, I probably might, might have bought from that issue, actually. You know? I thought that might uh, intrigue you. So, yeah, that's, uh, you know, being a Batman guy. Big Batman guy and big Ras Ghul fan as well. Um, always yeah. liked the demon's head. Now, um, Look, first up, we have to cover some... There hasn't been a lot of Legion news, would you agree? It's been pretty quiet, it feels like, anyway. I would uh, 100% agree with that. I will say, uh, I know you had other things, but oh. just real quick on that topic, uh, there was a Legion sighting in a book. It was the DC uh, Pride like LGBT oh, yeah, yeah, special. Yes. We're doing that on Signal of Doom this week, actually. That book. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. 
Yeah, so one of those stories is about uh, Dreamer from the Supergirl TV show. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, like, the trans. The Supergirl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she dates Brainiac 5 in the show, so he really? shows up there. So okay. anyway. Wow, that's interesting. There's a lot going on there, it seems, like in that show. If she's dating Brainiac 5? Okay. Yeah, and it seems like this story from the comic is set in the show continuity. It's not like... Mm. Set in the you know actual DC universe, so. Mm. Gee, Brainiac Five's making some some fairly big calls these days. It seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's changing up the game. Um, yeah, well, and a lot of the the fans of the show are upset because oh. uh, a oh. lot of people really, you know, the whole shipping thing. Um, I, I know a lot of people. Of it, yeah. Right. Well, a lot of people. I guess it's not really shipping because in the comics, <laughs> Brainiac Five and Supergirl have yeah. a relationship. So. They were hoping that he'd be a Supergirl, and they weren't very happy when, you know. Yeah, he's weren't. he's kind of really in love with Supergirl, really, as far as it gets for Brainiac Five, anyway. Yeah, at least in the uh, the classic stuff, right? Yeah, but instead he's hooking up with the uh, um, Dreamer, who's the trans version of Dream Girl. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know what to say other than um, you know it's all part of shock and awe strategy, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, what's happening with our favorite with Bendis? What's he doing? Is he? Is he? He was mindlessly promoting some Legion tweet the other day. I saw, and Jesus Christ, Uh, I almost commented on him. Yeah, you remember? uh, It was right before the solicits came out, and I was like, "Man, Bendis has really been, you know, putting a lot of Legion teases out, like one a day." I was like, "It must mean that there's an announcement, like with these new solicits," and then. Nothing. So yeah. thanks, Bendis. Thanks again, Bendis, for just ah, uh, like I, I just don't think that's where his interest or focus is. You know what I mean? I think he's all about Justice League now. Um, yeah, he, he my, seems to think he seems that... to think Legion fans should be happy that he's just retweeting pictures. Like, no, give us a fucking book. Like, stop fucking us around. You know? Hey, or better yet, don't give us a book yeah, and let somebody else, else do it. Yeah, I'd far, I'd far <laughs> rather someone else do it than. Venice is actually at the bottom of my list for people I would want to do more Legion. But I, I mean right. DC. You know, I don't care if Venice is retweeting Legion pictures. Like, I, it means nothing to me, you know? Like, it means yeah. just about nothing, really. Give, give us... You know what I want, man? I'm going to be brutally honest, and, and this is going to probably shock you. I want them to go back to classic, back to formula. Give me... I would like that, yeah, too. I, I, I want that. I'm, I'm sick of all this bullshit, like... You know, they've been flailing around. Go back to what works. Make it classic. Um, put it in the 31st century and just power on. You know, Bendis did so little in his 12 issues of of note. So little of note. so And so little of interest as well. Like, you know? Yeah, and that's almost where I feel like I don't even care if you give us back the classic team just... Give us some interesting stories, you know, like, but yeah, I would love to have like the original continuity uh, Legion back, but you know, I'm sure they'll come back sometime. Well, why not now? You know, why not? Like no time like the present. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know. I just give us a Legion book, DC. It feels like they could build a Legion book to be something really great, you know, but they just need to invest the time and energy. Um, Yeah. And I just, I just feel too, like it's, the perfect book, like you know, you they, you read recently that new Mister Miracle book, and you didn't care for it. It's awful. Um, but you kind of see where they try to swap out for maybe like a 
uh, minority characters or yeah. you know LGBT characters, and it's like the Legion. You literally have like forty lots. characters in that book. Yeah, it's a perfect place to kind of like you know have those characters have you know yeah, non. Definitely. You can Minority free, free LGBT characters. You can freewheel it in on the Legion book as much as you want. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh no, definitely. I I I hundred percent think. And I'm going to put something out there, just a story concept. What about bringing the new gods and meeting them with Legion? I was thinking that the other day because the new that gods, would be cool. Yeah. Well, just an idea. You know, that one's for free DC. Um, yeah. And not just Darkseid. Actually, like all of them. You know, or lots of them, or something, and just do a story about that. Like, give me a story. I don't want it just Bendis like sitting around, like you know, with the lovely artwork, but just not much going on. You know, right? I want some stories. Yeah, I, I, would, I like that. You know, um, that's kind of what I liked about what we just read, where I felt like, yes. you know, we read eight issues, but it felt like quite a bit happened. Oh, it's a lot you better. Know, than I learned Bendis. a lot about the characters. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a hell of a lot better than Bendis, like uh, the Abnett Landing stuff. Oh miles above miles above like it's got a storyline that's actually interesting it, it, and it, the interest grew like i started out at a fairly low level of interest because i was like oh man reboot not feeling it and then by about issue four i was hooked i read it all in one night i, I read it all last night actually nice in, in in one sitting and um honestly i was enjoying it you know you know now dc league of super pets i believe is the movie Am I right in saying? Yeah. We know that Crypto's in it, correct. voiced by The Rock. We know Kevin Hart's voicing Ace the Bad Hound, which I called, if you recall. Remember I said Ace the Bad Hound? Um, yeah, you did call it. Where are we on Streaky? Any any sort of... I feel like Streaky is a natural. Like, it's got to be. Streaky's going to be in there. Well, what about Comet the Super Horse? That one I'm not as sure on. I was actually meaning um, to look this up. Uh, let me check real quick. Really super. Does Streaky talk, or is he just like crypto? Okay, he, um, he, he thinks, but like doesn't really talk. Yeah, like that. I think. Yeah. No, can they like, talk, talk amongst each other? Like crypto, can he talk to the cat? Surely they can. You know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So in the recent like super pet stuff they've put out, they had crypto and Ace. Yep. Streaky. They Excellent. had the bat cow. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, They I had the plastic man bird, so I don't That's, know. Okay, wow. Yeah, I don't think it'll be, you know, Beppo and Comet. I don't think they'll be there, but I think Crypto and Streaky okay. might be. I'll settle yeah, for that. Well, well Crypto's definitely there. We know Crypto's yeah, definitely sure. there. Yeah. Uh, Streaky feels like you've got to have a cat in the Super Pets, you know? Right. I can't think of, oh, you know, they got the Green Lantern cat. Um, maybe they could... <laughs> One of the, you know that would be the other option. I'm not what even. What was his name? I don't even know. I wouldn't have a clue what the Green Lantern cat's name is, but he's not beating Streaky. I know that. Um, <laughs> that's that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's not even close. Um, yes. So we had that, but as you said, we're a bit disappointed. It's not called Legion of Super Pets. Yeah, it's bullshit, man. Yeah. So I agree. yeah, definitely they're catering to you know making people think it's a Justice League spinoff. So. That's fine. I'm I'm actually really excited for it. Uh, my daughter will probably be almost three or a little over three, so it might be time to take her to her first movie around that time. Oh, uh, that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, she loves animals, so it should be great. Oh, this is going to be a home run. This could be yeah. a big hit. And did we have a date on it? I've got a feeling it was dated as well. Um, is it is it 2022? Uh, 
I've got a feeling I saw a date. It's somewhere. definitely 2022. Okay. It so. is May 20th. So yeah, that'll be right after her third birthday. There you go. It's all set up. It's all set up. You can take it off first. Her first. Uh, Movie and it's DC League of Super Pets, which I think um, sounds like it's going to be a winner. And a theatrical release. Um, I mean, the sky's the limit with these things. Think about how much some money some of these animated movies make, you know? If this catches Yeah, I on, mean, it seems like a smart move. Uh, you know, I feel like Marvel doesn't do enough. You know, they did the Big Hero 6 movie, but they haven't really capitalized on their... No, no. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess there's Into the Spider-Verse, but that was more Sony, so... Great movie, Into the Spider-Verse. I absolutely loved it. Did you yep. did you see that they... Um, oh, there was an announcement the other day. I'm trying to remember what... Uh, Spider-Woman is going to be in Into the Spider-Verse 2. They, oh, nice, they, yeah. Uh, they cast uh, the person who's going to play that. Um, oh, by the way, for Signal listeners, how about last episode where Rich was just tearing apart the Spider-Verse movies? Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, he's not excited. He's, yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, he's like the, the world's least excited person about this. <laughs> it's pretty funny, actually. And yeah, I, I, mean, I reckon it I'm sounds awesome. I'm excited to see him bring back the, old, you know, the other villains. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, I, am I the only one? See, you know when they said, like, Zack Snyder's like, it's a four-hour movie, I was kind of like, okay. If they said it's a four-hour Spider-Man 3, I'd be excited. It feels like there's a oh, lot, lot to fit into this film, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, also, although I do wonder, like, I kind of feel like they set up the Vulture to come back, but it yeah, just they doesn't did. seem like it's going to happen. They set up the Vulture because of their ongoing saga about trying to um, build that secret, Sinister Six thing, you know, how they're uh-huh. all, you know how that's, like, taking forever to get off the ground. Yeah. And I think they were trying to thread that through again, but then they seem to have gotten distracted by this. Um, is Michael Keaton coming back? Do we know if Michael Keaton's even? That's coming what back? I was going to say. Is I don't think you know we've heard anything about him, but we do know that he's in the Morbius movie. But we don't know if he's uh, playing the same character. I would think he would be. Surely he's playing the Vulture. It would make sense. Uh, would, I, I've just got think... a feeling that it could be blink and you miss it stuff. Um, and I, you know, Spider Man through. I'm just saying. I, I think some of these cameos might be very brief. You know. Yeah, I mean, some of them, that's fine. Like, I don't need a lot of uh, Jamie Foxx, Electro. Oh, see, I, like uh, I would like Fox. to see Willem Dafoe, you know. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a lot of Willem Dafoe. We, we did a story on The Signal last week where there was a rumour that it was the Sinister Six are stranded uh, in a different universe and are trying to get back um, to their own universe or something. Like, And I was like, okay, I guess that can be the plot of Spider-Man 3. Seems odd that it would be focusing on the Sinister Six. You know, all right. From, yeah, from their, yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. just, it's pretty ambitious though. So I'm just hoping they think it through. You know. Well, I loved Into the Spider Verse, which which did deal with the um, which did deal with the multiple, you know, the multiverse or whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, did you hear me though? I said, what about Peter Porker coming in animated into Spider Man Three? What would your reaction be? <laughs> I mean, I'd be down for it. Peter um, Porker's spectacular Spider Ham. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be yeah, awesome. They probably do it like uh, um, Rocket, I guess. No, I want it as the animated. Oh, you just want to like hand drawn? Yeah, yeah, like the animated <laughs> version, just floating around the screen and stuff, like he was in. Would be in, cool. Into the Spider Verse, yeah, it'd be awesome. Um, I put that out there last last show on Seagull, and Rich was not feeling it one bit. <laughs> 
Yeah, Richie. Rich is not feeling the the Marvel stuff right now. No, he's not. He's uh, he's grumpy. I wouldn't say he's especially feeling the DC stuff either. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, most things. <laughs> yeah, most, thing, <laughs> most things in life and modern culture annoy Rich. Um, <laughs> it's always a surprise when you stumble across the one news item that he actually likes. Um, yeah. It's always like, oh, this is a pleasant change. Happens about once once a year. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, yeah, so there's not a lot of Legion news. I mean, you know, I did say um, not exactly Legion, but Superman is now in Fortnite. I saw a news item about that. Daddy had a Fortnite That's skin. Cool. Yeah. Look pretty For the cool. kids, you know. Mm. My um, work colleague um, just got a Superman. Um, I'll, I'll put the picture up, actually, on um, Legion Outpost and Signal. It was a really nice one in a... You know, like a statue. Um, really nice, really glossy, nice picture of of Superman. Mm. I thought it looked, I thought it looked really good, actually. Um, That's cool. You yeah. said it's a statue. Statue, yeah, yeah. yeah. It looked looked really nice. Um, I think it cost him a couple of hundred dollars, but yeah, really money well spent. You know, um, for sure. You know how yeah. some of those statues are really. It, I I'll send you a picture of it. It looked it, just awesome, really. I thought, you know, like um, yeah, the statue game is. Uh... A game that I'm afraid to get into just because sure. I already have another, you know, number of other expensive hobbies. But oh, I know yeah, that yeah. if I got into it, I'd be. You know, uh, I'm very picky, and I go for really the low end stuff, you know. But yeah. like, I just go for st- if I, if I see something at a reasonable price that I really like, I'll buy it. But I, I've never got involved in the oh, it's you know, five hundred bucks. You know, I've never bought anything yeah, that expensive. Yeah. Like, only because I think they only go on the shelf, and at a certain point, you know, that's all they're doing, and it's kind of like, if you, if, if I had, you know, if my income was like, say, 10 times this, I would definitely have a whole thing of them, but I just think at a certain point, sometimes they're, they're very overpriced, if you know what I mean, for what they are. Um, sometimes. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I'm in the original art game, and I, mm. I've spent about $400, but that's like the max I've spent, and normally I try to stay around like, a hundred bucks for a piece of artwork. And, uh, it's kind of similar where some people are out there and they're like scoffing at my lowly artwork, but you know, they're spending like, like, you know, $10,000 for a piece. And I'm like, I just can't afford it. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, but like, no, see, this is the thing with me. I would never spend that. Like, uh, but if I, if I, if I was seriously like deep, deep pockets, I would definitely have a room of, of statues. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like that appeals to me more. That's why I've got them now. I've, I've slowly collected them over like the last number of years. I've got a decent collection of stuff. Uh, it's more on the high end action figures into the low end statues, but whatever it's called, it looks cool, you know, which is all I care about. Yeah. Display's good. I just got the picture you sent. Yes. I do like that. Um, I wish he had the red trunks, though. I like yeah, the trunks better. Yes. So that's the new 52 costume, am I right in saying? Or it's yeah, it looks like it. Or yeah. like the Rebirth or something. Now, my mate is not a massive, like, comics reader himself, but he is a cool-looking Superman. I'll say that. Like, um, Yeah, I dig it. Yeah. Now, um, we should probably head into a little bit of... So really, Legion news. We're done. Would you agree? Nothing. Nothing new. It's pretty dead, really, or quite on the Western Front. I would say so. Uh, but yeah, before we get into the reading, uh, I did a little bit of. I, I actually started back at the beginning of the Abnett and Lanning run, mm. and I made a, just a quick recap of kind of what's going on where oh, we be, are now. Yeah, that'd so, be handy. Yeah. Um, bef- 
Yeah. Yeah. Or do you want me to go ahead and do that? Yeah. Yeah. Please. Please. Okay. So, uh, yeah, the Abnett and Lanning, they call them DNA because they're Dan and Andy. Yeah. Uh, but they started towards the end of whenever there was two books. There was the Legionnaires and the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, but they started off with a story about the Blight, where the Legionnaires accidentally attracted these aliens to Earth who, like, took over the planet and turned people into pod people. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Legionnaires were controlled and doing their dirty work. Oh. Uh, but uh, basically they get defeated, but the Legion are blamed for leading the Blight to Earth, which they, they did. And there's also a bunch of controversy about how young they are. Uh, but the Blight also compromised the Stargates, which is what uh, R.J. Brand created and made all of his money from. Right. But the Stargates help them get around. You know, The spaceships will fly through them to get mm-hmm. to one side of the universe to the other. Uh, so at this point, the Legion gets suspended because of their actions and also because of their age. And then President Brand, R.J. Brand became president, I should say, mm-hmm. and he gets impeached. Oh, dear. So at that point, a rival of Brand's named Leland McCauley oh, yes. is able know, to take I know advantage. This guy. I know this guy well. Yeah, the guy with the long yeah. uh, hair. Is pretty, and the sunglasses. Very punchable face. Yeah. So he's able to take advantage of the situation, and he inserts his crew. Uh, he, he was kind of like a long-standing rival throughout the series. Yep. Uh, but he had a team called the Workforce that were like rival heroes. Mm-hmm. But he makes his team so that they're all over 18 and inserts them as the new heroes. Um, but they go off, and uh, the Stargate that gets compromised by the Blight uh, – the Legion go to check it out and the workforce go and the workforce end up making the issue worse. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden the Stargate turns into this void that's going to suck in. Really the sounds like a universe. wrestling team. When you say the workforce, it sounds like one of those wrestling crews, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pretty, uh, pretty lame name. <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, everything's getting sucked into this rift and then, uh, the Legionnaires eventually stop it. Uh, Kid Quantum and Element Lad are the two that kind of finish off the job, and most of the Legionnaires are able to evacuate from the outpost, but not all of them. Right. And the ones that get sucked in, that's where the Legion Lost book comes ah, in. Ah, which we read. Yeah, so that's what happened there. Is they were trying to stop a rift in space, and I've it was got kind a question. Of, well, oh, go ahead. Um, when they were in Legion Lost, were in you know whatever they were, we did the twelve issues, which we really enjoyed actually. Um, yeah. Did the regular team still have a book you know the the people left behind is what i'm trying to say you know yeah i couldn't say exactly but no i think the book ended you know they had the two books legionnaires and legion superheroes ended both and then they did the legion lost book gotcha well that's okay right so there is no okay that's good so i've got the legion lost collection and then basically the next book is this book well i was gonna say actually there was a book uh, I'm not sure if it came out during the back half of Legion Lost or if it came out right before mm. this book we're reading now, but it was a book called Legion Worlds, mm-hmm. and it showed, uh, it was like six issues, and it showed different worlds throughout the um, United Planets right. and what was going on with those, with what heroes were scattered there. But yeah, in that book, basically, the Legion is uh, suspended still. Monel is the only hero really active on Earth, and he's joined up with the... Uh, the workforce, and he works for Macaulay. So, which yeah, very much basically kicks up in this book, you know. 
Right, exactly. Yes. So it was kind of, I think, well-crafted because this was over, you know, 12 issues leading into Legion uh, Lost. Mm. But each arc kind of builds on the next. So mm. I think that was pretty well-crafted. Yeah, well, it's um, interesting. And so can I, I've got a question for you. Gates, the alien Gates. Yeah. That alien wasn't in Legion Lost. He was being, or he or her was being experimented on because they find Gates in, in this series, yeah? Right, yeah, and uh, is that right? We knew at a certain point that he went missing, but we didn't know what happened to him. Right, and, and a lot of people assumed in the regular universe that he was just lost with the rest of the Legion, but it turns right. out he wasn't. He and was then the, the Legions that was lost thought he got left behind and was yes. fine. Okay, because right. I was getting confused thinking that Gates was with Legion lost, but that was another creature that they found of that race that helped them get back home. Oh, uh, that was Shikari. She yes. was yes. of the, she was like of a, of a race that you wouldn't normally find where they were from, but mm. Gates isn't, isn't the same. No. Yeah. Gates and I was getting like a teleport. Oh, I was okay. getting those two confused, but this cleared that confusion up for me. Um, right. uh, got to say one thing I don't like about this series is that Brainiac sure. five looks like he's about 12, you know? Uh, I get that. Yeah, I think that's Koipel. I think him and uh, Chameleon Boy both look kind of young. But I will say the previous design for Brainiac 5, he had like a mullet and it was just terrible. I know the look you're talking about that was awful as well. Yeah. Um, I, so I like the classic this. look, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, do we want to kick off with... Um... We, we can do just recaps of each one as we go along and discuss points as we talk about it. Do you want to kick off uh, with issue one, which has got a great cover, by the way? I yeah, think. I was going to say that. It's a great sideways cover where it has all the returning Legionnaires. Mm. Um, only eight come back, even though there was like 11 or 12 that disappeared. Who'd they, so. Let's cover who they lost. And I'm going to try to start out with Lightning Lad, otherwise known as Livewire in this universe. Correct. Uh Element Lad, because he was kind of the bad guy in Legion Lost. Correct. Um, and I've run out. That's all I know. <laughs> right. Who else did they yeah, lose? The other one was uh, Monstrous, which you might not remember. Oh, God. I do remember Monstrous, and I couldn't stand that character. So <laughs> that was no big loss. Where's Block? Dead. He's not around for this version. Okay. All right. Fair yeah. enough. Wild now, did they had, pick anyone uh, up? Did they pick anyone up um, new? Like, did any creatures or legionnaires join during Legion Lost from, you know, the old, the other universe or wherever they were? Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, Shikari there on the far right of the cover mm-hmm. didn't leave with them. So, yeah, she's new. Uh, we also had Gates who, you know, he went missing but yes. didn't get found either. He's somewhere else. But Wildfire already also... existed, yeah? Is that right? Oh, yeah, Wildfire, he existed, but he had, like, a really lame costume, and, yeah. But now he's back to kind of his classic costume, almost, you know? Yeah, he's got, like, a nice, more modern costume. Did Tim and then Wolf? also, what happened at with first Tim they Wolf? thought Phantom Girl was with them, but then she turned out to just be Saturn Girl. Yes. Uh, doing mind tricks, right? Where's Princess Projection? She is, like, a snake in this version. Oh. She shows up at one point, but she's called Censor. Oh. Oh, right. So they're not even... Uh, really? What, they're... So they're... You don't like... 
No, I don't like it at all. In fact, I, I, I remember <laughs> yeah. that now that you say that, but why would you get rid of Princess Projection? And by the way, where was Dream Girl? There was like one appearance of Dream Girl in this whole eight issues. Well, Dream Girl actually isn't a member yet. Yeah, not a, not happy. Not happy. Yeah, right. see, this is why, why I don't, like, I will say this. It's a well-told story. It's a good sci-fi story. And, you know, in a lot of ways, good Legion. But I don't understand why linchpins like P- Princess Projector and, and Dream Girl aren't even in it. I don't get it. Yeah. Uh, Dream Girl is a pretty big supporting character kind of throughout the series. And then she does get her time going forward a little bit. But uh, Timberwolf? Yeah, Sinister Where's Girl. He? What's that? Timberwolf? He hasn't joined yet either. He joins like in the next issue that okay. after this. Is this because they're trying to? I guess they're trying to do a slow rebuild, like of say a baseball franchise. They're actually trying to rebuild it. I guess. Yeah, that's exactly it. And okay. some of them they never got to before they rebooted again. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Because Mark Wade was a reboot as well, wasn't he? I I don't think he continued their story, did he? Yeah, Mark Wade was a reboot. Yeah, that was the three boot. Right. Yeah. So it's this classic scenario where DC you know, going for the rebuild, but then just don't commit to it and then just, like, sort of bail out of their own reboot kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And now, now we're on the, you know, we had the reboot, the three boot, and then oh, they went yeah. back to the original, yeah. and then now they're doing the Bendis reboot. So. They, you know what they should do? Stick with the original. And even if they take it at an earlier point, I think it's just easier than just this endless rebooting. This is actually, I will say this, this is actually a good reboot with good writers and a great art artist. And I, I now that you're saying that, it makes more sense that Dream Girls are supporting because they're, they're building towards something, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah I don't know yeah. why when a creative team leaves, though, they can't continue the rebuild, you know? Like, right, yeah, because uh, Abnet and Lanning leave, and then there's like a few more issues, and then they reboot it again. So, yeah, I don't well, know. I remember Jim Shooter got involved at some point again. Yeah, he kind of came in after Mark Wade and uh, uh, kind of trashed that version. Honestly. I was, I, I was, what he did. I was buying it though. I remember I bought it to the bitter end because it was when I. Oh, was, really? I was picking up a lot of comics, and I kind of got addicted to it. And I was on the message boards a lot, trying to understand what was going on. And I, yeah. I remember not liking it, but I remember that he came out at the very end, um, basically. Well, you know, that was kind of a weird situation because simultaneous to when Wade was writing it, they had Jeff Johns bringing back the classic team. Yes. To the point where Mark Wade was just like, well, then what am I even doing over here? Yeah. But then they still kept the book going for a long time to the point where they had Jim Shooter come on to, yeah. you know, do kind of like not a great job. Yeah, it wasn't no, great. It wasn't great. Felt like he was batting clean up. Like, you know, he was just... Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, that at yeah. least covers that. So now we know... It, it, and it opens pretty coolly with actually them coming back. Yeah? Like, and they're um, exploding through the sky. And um, is it Monel's trying to sort of stop them from crashing? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is cool. Monel's actually, I thought, pretty cool in this. You know? Um... He's, yeah. he's he's more likable than normal. Um, something and I, his name's spelled different. I don't know if you noticed that. Is it? I noticed that also. Normally he's Val. like M O N dash E L, like yes. Cal L. Yes. But since he's not inspired by Superman, they made it M, uh, like uh, I guess it'd be an apostrophe O N E L, more like Martian writing. Right. 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 So, yeah, okay. that was just a small thing. <laughs> but, yeah, we see all the Legionnaires that came back. Uh, Saturn Girl is still 
knocked out, I think, Lightning Lad um, shocked her in yeah. order to allow himself to sacrifice himself. Yes, right. Yeah, because Lightning Lad, as as far as they know, died in the in the in the in the Legion Lost. Yeah, right. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, sacrificed himself. Sacrificed himself to save others. Typical Lightning Lad style. Um, it's a shame there's not um. What's the creature? The the one that they brought him back with originally. You know the the guy I'm talking about. Oh, Brody. Brody. Yeah. There's no Brody. Um. Yeah. They they crash. I like the newsreader. Who's actually um, with, the, with the weird head? Who's who's confirmed the object has crash landed in Hamilton Park and like he's just full an alien? I quite like uh, yeah, he looks like a, a fish or something. One thing I do like, um, I, and I like the artwork in general. I think it's very good. Is the way they put the names just standing there and they've got the names underneath it. Um, we yeah, have... it's almost essential in a, a Legion book, I feel. Yeah. Well, Bendis, of course, had the bright idea to have them all do the pop-ups like it was all computer-generated, whereas this is just more simple, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just like bang, bang, The Bendis bang, thing bang. was weird. Well, it just got annoying as well. Like, you know, like yeah. it's like, you know what, I could just do it with just names, really, you know? Right, right. Like, it's yeah. we know it's not real, Bendis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wildfire's looking good, I will say this. Shikari, yeah, cool Umbra is this version of Shadowlass, isn't she? Correct. Yeah, I remember that from last time and not really enjoying that. Um, mm-hmm. Ch- chameleon, not Chameleon Boy, should be Chameleon Boy. Um, right. Ultra Boy still gets called Boy and Saturn Girl still gets called Girl. And Brainiac 5 yep. looks like he's about 7. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> uh, and then the kid quantum there, she's new for this version of the team, right? Right, okay. And her yeah. powers are sort of time based, yeah? Yeah, um Yeah, like physics stuff, but yeah, time as part of that. Okay. Alright. Um yeah. Okay, so continue on. what's going on after they crash land? Yeah, so they crash land and uh Ultra Boy seems Super concerned with Saturn Girl. Mm. Um, I think they have a bit of a. They kissed in Legion Lost. That's right. Remember. There was there was a little moment of kiss kissy from memory, mm-hmm. and he yeah, had yep. a sort of a strange relationship with his wife, didn't he? And was 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 this the one where um, Saturn Girl was pretending to be his wife or something in his head or something? Right. Yeah, that's what happened in Legion Lost. Is she was trying to keep him from losing it by pretending to be. His wife, they're not necessarily estranged so much as oh. he's just been away for a year because he got sucked into that gotcha. void. Right. So he's been away on yeah. business, but he did have a little kissy kissy with Saturn Girl. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, which is fair enough. I like Saturn Girl in these issues. I thought she was pretty cool. Um, yeah, she is. I like their version. Um, and then, yeah, we see the Oversight Watch, which is what I said workforce earlier, but they became the Oversight Watch while yeah. the Legion were away. Yeah. Um, and there's uh, the henchman, Vinge. He's cool. That I works like for Macaulay. Yeah. Yeah, there's a big reveal with him coming up. That's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. But not in this reading. I, I like him. I thought uh, he was cool. Very, very powerful seeming character. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I noticed um, Monel, as you say, how they spell it differently. They've just got like the little apostrophe thing. For, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't like it. Um, you know, way prefer well, the original. Yeah, I don't disagree. But the thing with that is that um, R.J. Brand named him in this version. Yeah. And it's supposed to be a hint that R.J. Brand is actually Martian Manhunter. Really? 
Yeah. Okay. So. Well, not a fan. Which is pretty cool to me. I mean, no. yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. it's better than him just being some random rich guy, I guess. Is it, though? Like, RJ Brand's so classic. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I, like, to me, RJ Brand is... He's a great supporting character by himself in Legion history. I would have thought as a as a Legionnaire from way back, you would appreciate RJ Brand's just significance. Like he's just yeah, he's a random rich guy, but he's been around for so long in all the versions yeah, that's of like, fair, yeah. the Legion. Like he's the very reason that they exist. You know? I guess for me, if this is gonna be a reboot and things are gonna be um different, then I guess, you know, why not embrace the change rather than have him be the same, you know? I suppose so, but I don't know. I, I like the original. Yeah, to me, RJ Brand, I mean, to me, just a classic of the Legion history. It's kind of like, you know, he's not as important as one of the original founders, but, you know, he's he's a linchpin. He's kind of like the Abraham Lincoln of uh, the Legion. You know? <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You know? Well, you're just I guess at a, at a certain point, though, it, it, it's almost like he's the reason for the Legion's kind of simple origin, where it's like... Mm. They saved him, and he had a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and he funds them. You know, yeah. I know what you mean. He's he's just like Daddy Warbucks or something. You know, right? Yeah. He's not an incredibly deep character. He's just kind of like the cash reserve. Uh, but yeah, don't they make him, him like Kimberly Boy's dad? Yeah, helped, Kim, I guess. But yeah, Kimberly Boy's dad and Martian Manhunter. Though that seems like an odd decision. Like Martian Manhunter, like out of all the characters, like. Uh, I mean, I guess because of the whole thing where you still have him being a shape changer. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Just feel they could have picked a cooler character. Like, why not make him like Phantom Stranger well, or something? You, you know? always hate on our, or Martian Manhunter, though. I'm a Martian Manhunter fan. That's the difference here. <laughs> well, did you hear what I just said? What about Phantom Stranger? What about Swamp Thing? <sighs> Swamp Thing. Jesus Christ. I'll take Martian Phantom Man. Stranger would be cool. I'd take Martian. Well, Phantom Stranger is immortal. You know, um, whereas Martian Manhunter, yeah. do Martians live that long? I don't think so. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, but they don't, though. That's the thing. Like, otherwise, th- there'd be so many Martians, it would be ridiculous. Well, um, they all got killed off, right? Yeah. You haven't read enough Martian Manhunter. I've read, That's what I've read, I've read a fair bit of Martian Manhunter, <laughs> and enough to say that that would be a stupid idea. Like, um, <laughs> yeah. No, make it, make it Spectre or Phantom Stranger, and you'd have a buyer in me. You know? The Spectre, what the hell? Yeah, Spectre, why not? Give him some give him some room to play. You know? That that would be weird, weird twist. I, I'd like to get Rich's thoughts on this. So we'll ask, you'll him. Have to ask him. We'll ask him. Yeah. He loves Martian Manhunter though. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, like, there we go. D C fucking stamped, you know, when he was born kind of thing. They put they, they stamped him <laughs> with fucking D C Lego on his ass and you know, he'll he'll be right behind a Martian Manhunter. <laughs> He'll say Shazam. <laughs> yeah, Shazam's great too. <laughs> no, thank you. Oh God! In fairness, you're just now reading Justice League International, so maybe that's why you're not a John fan. Yeah, I, look, I, I just find him incredibly bland, just in general. Like, um, I've never understood the, you know, like Martian Manhunter. I'm just like, oh great. This yeah. coming from a Justice League fan, I don't, I don't get you. Um, I would recommend the John Ostander Martian Manhunter, but anyway, he probably will never read it, so anyway. I think we read, uh, <laughs> excuse me, I think we might have read uh, one of those volumes on the show, actually. You did uh, Ostander Spectre, I thought. Oh, well, I don't remember, but 
Yeah, uh, look, I mean, yes, okay. Uh, look, I wouldn't have loved it if it was Martian Manhunter, but I do, but, but I do like the idea of bringing someone from the past to be him. I, that's a good idea. Um, yeah, yeah. They could have made it Superman, I guess. I mean, it would have been fine. No, you need to make it a fringe character. Otherwise, it's stupid. Okay. You know, because otherwise, if it was Superman, it would steal all the limelight and make it a Superman book. Um, Fair. You need to make it a fringe character, but well-known to DC fans. So Martian Manhunter ticks those boxes, but I think Phantom Stranger... You just don't it. like the character. I'm not a huge fan of the character, but I like the concept of bringing yeah. someone through time, you know, who's lived that long. I like the concept of that. I just wouldn't have picked Martian Manhunter, that's all. That's fair. That's fair. Anyway, I mean, enough about that. Yeah. As it turns out, he's fucking nobody. <laughs> he's just like RJ Brand, isn't he? Like, at least in these issues. Yeah, they, yeah, at a certain point, they pretty much come out and say that he is Martian Manhunter. But oh, they really? <laughs> they they never explicitly say, but I remember at one point being like, ah, wow, yeah. But they didn't do anything with it. Like they just did nothing with it. I think it's a very odd I... choice. A very odd choice to me. I, I'm I'm hoping that's not how it is anymore. I'm hoping that was just a one-off kind of for this reboot. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean. It went back to being him being uh, Chameleon Boy's dad. Right. Like, oh, right, okay. Right. Yeah, oh, fair enough. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, I guess back to this is yes. uh, Chameleon Boy asks, what happened to the Legion? And Monel says, I think it just came back. So Good. we got the Legion being reborn. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the Legion are taken away by the Oversight Watch. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to see President Macaulay, I think. I don't really remember all the text here, and I'm not going to reread it because it doesn't matter that much. But basically, President McCulley mm. is attacked by terrorists. Yes. Am I coming through weird? Uh, I feel like I'm... No, you're coming through absolutely fine, man. Okay, good, good. But yeah, so Ultra Boy and the Legion come in and save the President from the terrorists. I'm not, I don't remember why they're trying to kill him, do you know? The terrorists... Isn't it like a, um, I thought it was all uh, staged. Maybe it was. Because um... it was all staged so that, and then, uh, that's what I thought anyway, and then the Legion turns up and Ultra Boy does his thing um, and they sort of, all, all the Legion all sort of do, you know, their, their own little thing. Um, sort of it's a way of showing the Legion a, a better than these terrorists kind of thing. And yeah, they take him out pretty easily. Pretty easily. And then I liked it when um, the Oversight Watch turn up. It's actually some really cool artwork. It's really 90s-style artwork, but it's done really well. Like, they're very... If you look at that, like, Oversight Watch, with the guy with the sort of, like, metal, you know, eye and all that kind of stuff, and then the woman. Yeah. It's, it's really clearly, like, 90s-installed, you know, inspired heroes. Yeah, they're very extreme. They're very extreme. But I think consciously so, you know? Yeah, I think so. Like, you're not supposed to like these guys. No. I was kind of like, who are these guys? And then, um, yeah, and then it, it, it's quite, it's, it's just quite interesting, really. And then you kind of get the feeling that, that that president is not on the up and up. Right. And yeah, they well, take especially away by the end the because Saturn Girl wakes up and she says, it's a trap, it's a trap. Yep, yep. Yeah. And they take away the new member too, don't they, for testing? Yeah, she's going to quarantine, I think, because yeah. she's uh, foreign, like, to their galaxy. What's happening with Triad? Because I was a bit confused. How come she couldn't get in? Um, 
I think just because of the bureaucracy with uh, Macaulay and the corruption. Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Corruption at They're the highest like level. Trying to separate them. Yeah. Okay. And then the ship blows up, and so we know that there's trouble afoot. Yep. Fair enough. Um, let's jump into issue two. So a good start, I thought. It was a good start. I it took me yeah. a little bit of time to get used to because I've been, you know, enjoying the classic. But um, I was like, okay, we're off to a decent start. And I must say, it is very readable stuff. Um, then we go. I quite liked the in the first page of issue two, the creature that's in like the little bubble. Yeah, it's, it's cool. almost like he's got. Brainiac's like force field or something. Yeah, 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 and quite a busty villain, s you know. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, cleavage and uh, a thong as well. Yeah, I know. Well, it is what it is, man. You know. Yeah, it is. Man. She's got to, <laughs> got to, got to make do. It's the 31st century. You can't. Yeah, that's it. Tell women how to dress. You, you can't hide it. <laughs> But yeah, that's the oversight watch, and they're looking for the Legion uh, after the explosion. More like just making sure they're dead, I think. And then the Legion are, ah, I'm so, we're alive, and they attack. Yeah. And they take out the oversight watch. Um, the one guy that you commented on having the kind of extreme-looking co uh, costume, he's from Cosmic Boy's planet and has Cosmic Boy's powers. Yes, which is hilarious like later on when Cosmic right, Boy just yeah. dominates him. He wears this metal suit. And he yeah. uses it to like make blades out of it or whatever with his magnet powers, but yeah. kind of comes back to bite him later. It does massively come back to bite him. It's kind of quite amusing when it happens, actually. As a Cosmic yeah. Boy fan, you must have enjoyed that scene when that happened. I did. Yeah, good Cosmic Boy here. Um, I also liked you. You have the the moments here where Saturn Girl just gets gets right inside this telekinetic's head, inside this guy in the bubble. And she's like, you forgot yeah, the yeah. range and power of my telepathy. The moment before your cowardly device exploded, I saw it all. Your boss, Lee, and McCully wants us dead. And then we, some good stuff with Wildfire, who I'm glad to see he's close to in his classic costume. Like, it's close enough is good enough. You know what I mean? He's got such a yeah, good, he's yeah, got such sure. a good costume. Hey, by the way, where's um, Dawnstar? Anyway? So Shikari is supposed to be kind of like Dawnstar. Oh, what? That is yeah. very bad replacement for Dawnstar. <laughs> that is not... I'm not happy, Adam, frankly. Why would you Sorry. go... You know who we have to lose? Dawnstar, who's quite an iconic-looking member. I know your father wasn't a big fan of her, uh, from memory. Didn't he call her a fringe, yeah. player, a fringe player or something like that? Like He said it was no big accomplishment when I said <laughs> Mike Grell created her, I guess, or something. <laughs> Taking shots at Mike Grell. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that wouldn't fly on Legion Outpost. You know what I mean? Under, under the single watch. But, no, um, it wouldn't. I, I mean, I, I think Dawnstar, as well as being a cool character, she's also a very kind of recognisable uh, visual character as well. Like a lot of people yeah. would gravitate towards Dawnstar and, and, and know her from something like Legion. So it's, it's weird when they take a major piece off the table, you know, to me like that. I don't understand that. I know, yeah. She sits out the three-boot, too, and doesn't come back until... Jeff Johns. Know, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. Yeah. But Jeff Johns put her on front straight, remember? He did, yeah, yeah. He did a good job with her. He did a good job with her. Jeff Johns knows what's up. He does. What about this? They pay Jeff Johns to come back and write Legion. Would you be happy? Absolutely. 1,000%. Yeah. 
See, he would be the guy. The thing is, I think his career's moved a bit and he's doing a bit of creator-owned and Leicester, but he was at DC for so long and they never really tapped him other than like a little bit of Legion, but not never a long run, you know? Yeah, well, that was right when Paul Levitz was retiring and uh, Jeff Johns was having trouble keeping up, I think, on a few other projects. He was still on Green Lantern. Mm. Uh, he was doing The Flash. He was doing... Uh, he probably just finished Superman, but mm. he was about to start Justice League. Yeah. Um, and I, he, I think he stepped down for Levitz to do it, which, you know, wasn't the best, uh, you know, for Legion fans, I don't think, yeah. at that time. Yeah. But anyway. It is what it is, man. Um. They'll come back around. He'll come back around too. Yeah. He, he just did that Stargirl book, and it seems like he's going to relaunch the JSA maybe. So yeah. maybe the Legion will be next. But anyway, the Legion gets away from the Oversight Watch. Um, and then we flash to the president, Leland McCauley. Yep. And he's trying to kind of keep Monel occupied, I think, is the gist of this scene. Oh, massively. He's massively. To... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's trying to distract Monel from from the shenanigans that, that he's that he's putting everyone through. Right, and I just like, you know, what was the plan here? Because you're not going to keep Monel from, like, no. caring to see the Legion, you know? I think it was, it was short-term thinking, you know, but, like, it was just kind of like, as long as he's not asking the hard questions, we don't have to take hard action against him, you know what I mean? Like, they were just right. sort of, like, just trying to delay the inevitable, almost, it's, it, it seemed like, anyway, to me. That's true. Or, or, yeah, maybe make their death look like an accident, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, the Legion are running through these tunnels, and then the science police attack them. I did think this issue was kind of weird, because it starts with the confrontation with the Oversight Watch. The Legion get away, and then there's another confrontation with the Oversight Watch. I'm like, kind of odd, you know, just to have that repetition. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, there there is a little bit of that as well. Like, I mean, it's it's just all. Um, I'm just trying to work out what we're up to. I like I like the one where he's like st- the the guy with the blade. Still, they can't be far away, and that was just round one. Now it's deathmatch play. Like he's talking a big game. That guy, you know. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he's talking an enormous. He's kind of a loser. Guy. He's yeah. He's, for a guy who has very little impression in the end, like he's talking a, a massive right. game. I liked it when Brainiac he, 5 was like, I think we just tripped a, tripped an alarm, and it's going, intruder alert, intruder alert, intruder alert. And she's like, you know, for a Brainiac, <laughs> you sure say some dumb things sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, Kid Quantum gets a lot of good lines in this. It seems like they liked writing her. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the science police and the oversight watch are now after him, and then... We see on the next page somebody's escorting three women yeah. are escorting Shikari out of um, the hospital. Yes. And then it's revealed that it's Triplicate Girl, and uh, after she says, you all have the same face. But, yeah, Triplicate Girl is back, and she's been on Earth taking care of brand industries mm. as RJ Brand kind of disappeared. Mm. Yeah, and I, I like Triplicate Girl. So in, in this version, she's known as Triad, I believe. Um, right. which I remember from reading it at the time, she's still got all three forms. She hasn't lost, like, you know, Joy Damsel was, had lost one form. So this, this triplet girl's got all right. three forms still. Yep, I think she keeps them too. That's cool. Well, I like that, because I always feel I do like her costume her. here. Yeah. Design. Is she married to Bouncing Boy in this? No, she, uh... No. I don't really remember if she has, like, a 
significant other in this version. I don't think she really does. Very tough to understand what they did with Bouncing Boy here, but we're getting to it. Um, I did like, <laughs> um, I really did like the when they, when they escaped down into sort of the sewer thing, and you see the body of of the Macaulay, and you're like, okay, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, quite serendipitous, which was kind of surprising because he's a major character, and I mean, not a major character. I guess a major character, but throughout the whole, you know, 120 issue yeah. uh, run in the previous two volumes, mm-hmm. uh, he was a pretty big character. So they just kind of took him off the board like that. Yeah, but I, I think appropriately, because I mean, he's very much a secondary character even then, still, isn't he? Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not part For of sure. the Legion, he's an antagonist. Um, yeah, and it, sure. it, it gives some stakes to the story, I think. Um, and I just liked it. I, I liked the visuals as well. I think the artwork's really good, really strong. And then you see Ultra Boy looks out and he's like, I don't think it's a way out. And my first thought was like, well, don't you have flight rings and some of you can also just fly normally? Like, I was like, you know. Yeah, I was kind of wondering about that too. I, I guess they were like underground still. I don't know. Yeah, but... I would think Ultra Boy could tunnel his way out or something. Yeah, I was kind of like, this isn't the worst problem in the world to have when half of... You you all have flight rings, and some of you can naturally fly anyway. Actually, on second thought, I think their flight rings all combusted or something when they were in Legion Lost, Uh, and then later on, RJ Brand gives them new flight rings, so maybe they can't fly. But even still, Ultra Ultra Boy Boy can fly. fly. Yeah. And Wildfire can fly? Right, yeah. Yeah, and so, then also they're rescued by a ship, which would imply that they're not underground. So exactly. I don't know what's going on. I didn't like it. When they said the Bouncing Boy is waiting, I actually was like, seriously, there's not Bouncing Boy? He's a fucking ship now? I was not happy because, you know, I like <laughs> yeah. Bouncing Boy. Um, mm-hmm. And I was Well, he was kind of in the previous volumes with the previous writers mm. uh, established as like their engineer. And then Matter Eater Lad was established as their cook. So, but did you know, they, they have thought powers? it was easy to use them. No, well, uh, Matter Eater Lad still has his powers because he was born with them. Right. But uh, no, not Bouncing Boy. Not a fan. Um, you're taking away I'm not one huge of the on greats. it, but again, I like that it's different. If it's going to okay. be a reboot, then it might as well be different in some ways, right? <laughs> did you hear what I said? You were like, I like it's different. I went, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hear you. <laughs> Surely I'm, I mean, look, I obviously I've done all my classic reading only for the show, but surely yeah. there was a lot of cl- more, more, how can I say, you know, um, more died in the wool, like, you know, decades under their belt legionnaires who were equally annoyed at the time. Oh, you mean like fans? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Cause you know, he was chubby and, you know, comic book nerds aren't always known for their, uh, physiques. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, also yeah. he, you know, he married the girl that can split into three, which is always interesting in the bedroom. So, um, no, I'm just, you know, but I think... but I mean, even outside of those reasons, just just to, I, I'm talking like the, the reboot in general, like when they subvert things like like Dawnstar, like Bouncing Boy, you know, Matter of the Lad, like these are loved characters, and to go in a completely different direction, there must have been a lot of fans who were just disgruntled, you know. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess it was hard for me to be that upset about it because by the time I was really reading these things, yeah. um, the original Legion had already come back. So it was like, yeah. okay, this is a nice little experiment where things are different. Yeah. But now Which is fair they're enough. back. 
Yeah. Okay. So then we get to get yeah, issue three with another good cover, actually, I must say. I, I quite like this cover. Yeah, it's um, pretty cool. And is that the Legion, what do you call it? Like the, the you know, the language? Um, oh, the language is called Interlac, but what he's holding, I think, would be called an Omnicom. Yeah. It's almost yeah. like a, so uh, like a iPhone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's like, wow. It man. actually looks like less, you know, less good as a an iPad or iPhone, yeah. you know, just because... Don't you love it when people thing. are like, wow, Dan Abnett and Eddie Lanning predicted the iPhone from something like this? And you're just like, Jesus, calm down. Like, <laughs> you know, and they're always like, in Star Trek, Picard had an iPad. Wow, the writers <laughs> of Star Trek were so far ahead of the game. It's like, oh my God. Like, he, you know, yeah. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> yeah, and yet with those things, like, they never, you know, partially because they didn't have them to, you know, actually know what they would look like but they never are quite as good as what we have now no, you know definitely not yeah they're always more shit um <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly and like they had the stupid tricorder which made that really annoying noise um richard, is that in star trek yeah yeah yeah, yeah. R- richard, oh, yeah, yeah, R- yeah. rich is actually i was i was with richard the other day and i heard this weird fucking beeping noise and he's converted his um his phone to make like the, the the noise of the communicator from Star Trek every time oh, he gets God. a message, oh, it's so annoying. Like I was standing <laughs> next to him for like five minutes, and he just kept buzzing. I was kind of like, "Oh my God, this joke's wearing real thin, real fast." <laughs> I'll be honest, my phone is always on vibrate instead of uh, mine's on silent. I, I, I kept mine on silent. I'm like, "Fuck it, I don't care." Well, yeah, silent or vibrate. Well, but it sucks whenever I have it on silent and I lose it. Yeah, and then I, I can't even listen to vibrate, you know. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Totally agree with you there, Adam. But anyway, so, <laughs> um, and then so then we're inside the ship, and we see uh, obviously, obviously, Cosmic Boy, uh, Triple Good Girl. Um, who's the the lady above Cosmic Boy? Who's that? That is actually Shrinking Violet, but she's now Leviathan. Oh, right, I see. And who's the Colossal who is, Boy was killed in this version and she took over. Who is that to the right? Invisible Kid. Right, okay, yeah, okay, I see. In, <laughs> Invisible Kid, who we followed many of his travails as Invisible Kid through all the different versions, including like the second French Invisible Kid and you know, the original Invisible Kid who got lost in the, you know, other universe and all, or whatever it was he got lost in. Oh, uh, yeah, dimension. well, when he was not really him. But, yeah, he got killed by Validus, you know, pretty early into the Bronze Age. So he's one that actually really benefited from this reboot where he was kind of in it throughout and was, you know, a pretty major character. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So um, Leviathan, so can she still shrink down or is she just big now? Yeah, I don't think she can, but I don't recall really. It's going to be kind of hard for her if she's always going to be so big. To get, you know, oh, oh, I got you. No, she can shrink down to normal size, but I don't think she can shrink down like she would have as shrinking. Right, okay. I actually like this scene. I think it's cool, um, you know, seeing them all. It's pretty funny where um, you see uh, Chameleon Boy's got his arms around two of the triad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looks like he's uh, putting the moves on. He is. And then you see, in your face, Ben Corley, the Legion is back. <laughs> um... 
And yeah, and, and you saw Chuck Tane in the back there is, yeah, you know, know, who we know as Bouncing Boy. Yeah, uh, who we know and prefer as Bouncing Boy. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah, but anyway, he's not got his powers, unfortunately. Yeah. Does he get them at some point? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not happy. Yeah. It's called a misstep, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning, when you were, st- <laughs> when you were still a writing partnership, you know. <laughs> yeah, apparently that didn't end well. No, it, it didn't end well. He he went his own way. Dan Abnett, who's done, gone on to do lots of stuff, you know. Um, right, yeah, lots of good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, we cut to Macaulay, and he's at like a press conference announcing that he's terraforming the moon, mm-hmm. uh, which plays into his evil plans later. Yes, he's very um, evil plans. Yeah, meanwhile, the Legion and the Bouncing Boy ship are flying somewhere. They don't know where until Shikari sees a planet. Um, but he's kind of surprised because it's actually uh, shielded. But she can see through whatever shielding they have. And they take him to Legion World, which is the new Legion home base. Looks pretty cool. Some nice artwork there. It is very cool. I just noticed Andy Lanning also did the inks on this one. Um, Yeah, he's a big inker. Uh Right, okay. As well as a writer. Okay. Um, Yeah, he inked like Infinite Crisis and stuff. You see his name all over the place. Cool. You hit a planet and then Brainiac's like extraordinary. Um, So yeah, massive, massive, massive planet. It's pretty funny when you think that the... the, um, I wonder if this is a nod where they say Legion. Well, gods, I used to get lost in the old headquarters. I wonder if that's a private joke about it being the rocket. You know? Oh, yeah. The little, little goofy looking rocket. Little. Well, I mean, come on. That's where it all started. You know? And now we're on, Legion, now we're yeah. on Legion World. Wow, we. Yeah. Things have, have changed. Yeah, things have gotten real big. Uh, but yeah, uh, RJ is the one that built the planet. Course. And uh, he kind of started doing it while the Legion were gone uh, with the help of a new character named Gear, who becomes a Legionnaire later. I don't know if he's a Legionnaire just yet. Yeah. Okay. This is the guy with the, you can sort of see his brain and stuff there. You know, he's kind of half computer yeah, or thought, something. You know, well, it's just kind of interesting. I mean, I guess Brainiac is already kind of a part machine, but mm. Gear seemed like a cool. I think he's cool. You know, they already have so many different power sets where he's something that's different, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Oh, and here we see Sensor. Um, yeah. Right, illusion powers have played a vital part in keeping this endeavor hidden. So, wow, no Princess Projecture and all that cool medieval world she's from. Well, I mean, that is, that is, I guess, kind of Princess Projecture. I mean, some people disagree with me, but I just consider it the same character. She's just a different... Her race is oh, different come looking. Come on, man. You're being very generous, dude. They're just taking her power set and then <laughs> just give, turning into a snake, and you're just like, oh, yeah, give me more. No, thank you. Well, <laughs> uh, no, I don't really care for it because I've always considered her like one of the sexiest legionnaires. Yeah, me too. And, of course, I hate snakes, so there we go. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, but, so you're uh, not really saying give me she... more. Give me less. What's that? You're not really saying yeah. give me more. You're saying give me less. Yeah, much less. <laughs> But when she first uh, shows up in this version, she's disguised like the classic-looking Princess Projector, and then it's revealed that she's just taking that form to right. not scare the Legionnaires, and she's actually a snake. So, But yeah, I don't love it. I don't love it either. 
Um, it's pretty funny when um, they're talking about the threshold device and they're, um, they're saying, you know, do you have plans? He's, and Brainiac 5 is like in a safe place pointing at his, you know, head. <laughs> yeah, you were complaining about his design and these issues. Yes. Well, you know, I, I just think that if they'd aged him up slightly, it would have looked better, you know? Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. Um, also, Invisible Kid is normally like the other brainy one, so that's why they are always kind of bickering. Yeah, okay. Right, I see. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, yeah, but anyway, it, it's kind of cool. RJ Brand wants to rebuild the whole thing and, and, in fact, has built this whole thing and it's a whole Legion world and, you know. Yep, and it has... As if portions terraform to, you know, look like the Legion homeworlds or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we have Monel, uh, Monel yep, sort of in space. Basically, he's doing a very Superboy yes kind of thing where he's just off fighting something, mm-hmm. and it's all just so he can um, get distracted from asking all these questions, you know, for an issue basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that creature uh, hitting him is what made his. Uh, Omnicom there made it like malfunction. What gave away that he was being watched or controlled? Right, right. Calling Monel. This is the Legion calling Monel. So what? Like he wasn't getting. So, that. he wasn't getting that before that. He wasn't getting that. Um, right. Right. Okay. I see. I see. I didn't realize that, but that makes sense now because when he comes back, he's accusing the guy. You know. Mm-hmm. Of all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Then we have Lightning Lad's sister, um, basically just grieving. Yeah. Yep. She's back on Winath, uh, grieving or farming. She, I think she's just farming. But wasn't this the one who uh, you were saying gets in a lesbian relationship with someone else? Is this is this the girl? That's in the original continuity. Who was yeah. the person she had the relationship with? Shrinking Violet. Shrinking Violet. Right. Okay. I knew it was something like that. I just oh, on that topic, actually, I was talking about Brainiac Five and Invisible Kid earlier. Mm. By the end of this run, those two are kind of like gay, right? Okay, with oh. each other. Really? Yeah. Okay. Right. It's more just like there's a kiss on the cheek, but it's kind of implied that they're gay. I mean, okay, you know, they don't really go into it too much, but right. um, but yeah, Chameleon Boy comes out and hugs Lightning Last. They're kind of together in this version. Yes, as far as couple guys. Right. Uh, but she's asking about what happened. Where's my brother? Yep. And he's like, look, I got bad news. Bad news, kid. And then they also show that's Lightning Lord there who says, so our brother is dead. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's the, he's the evil one, yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's just literally but I think shadows. He's redeemed by now at, oh, in this okay. version. Right, I see. Okay. Well, that's interesting. And is he one of the ones who becomes a legion of supervillains? Yeah, he was in the original, yeah. and uh, yeah, I don't think they have Legion of Supervillains in this reboot, but in the original he was. Okay, cool. All right, yeah. um, and so basically she goes back um, to join up. Um, Garth would want me there. I'm coming with you, Garth would want me there. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go back, aren't they? To... Yeah. So this was interesting. They're, they're, they're consciously going back to the very place they escaped from. Yeah, which I didn't realize was going to be so easy to get back to. But, no, uh, no, yeah, no. they're going back to talk to Shikari's people because... I think they're going back to Shikari's people because they developed this Stargate technology and the Shikari people can guide them through there or something to that effect. 
And they're going but back they're also looking for Lightning Lad, yeah? I think they're also going to check it out, yeah, for sure. Okay. And then they're also, like, uh, you can see on the monitor board where they're looking into where all the other Legionnaires are um, to have them join up with them. Okay, right. All right. But yeah, so they go back to Shikari Space. Um, you see Lightning last changing there, which I thought was a little, looking at it right a little now. odd. Nice. I, I like it a lot. Like, and you see <laughs> Wildfires trying to sort of like get involved. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's pretty funny. But yeah, I mean, it's it, if you wanted a gratuitous shot, that's certainly gratuitous, you know? Yeah. The kind of thing they wouldn't really do nowadays, probably without a lot of yeah, uproar. Back. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they go back to where Lightning Lad died, and they see a bunch of lightning, and they're like, "Oh, could he be alive?" Yeah. Well, the, yeah, that's right. They, it sort of gets teased, doesn't it? And yeah, you know, it's kind of cool. The Lightning Lad's always kind of seems like he's you know died quite a few times. Um, you know, and yeah. there's, there's always like, "Will he come back?" <laughs> and yeah, they're, yeah. they're very keen like come on he can come back he can do it and like he's a founding member he's a great member so I want him back as well but I must say the sister's growing on me as well I quite like Lightning Lass yeah I like her a lot actually uh, I might prefer her generally yeah, maybe, yeah when she's, she's written well she's, when, when she's done well yeah I agree she's right up there then we have Monel just kind of um, putting the pressure on Macaulay and then it all turns badly for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he turns the lights off. It goes to a red sun. And, um, yeah, he beats him up a bit, actually. Um, I am surprised by that because I would have thought a Kryptonian yep. with a red sun, they don't instantly lose their powers, I didn't think. Um, I, didn't think I don't know. Instant. I guess it depends on who's writing it and how they're yeah. writing it, you know? But, but even if this is Ra's al Ghul, I, I just don't see Ra's al Ghul being able to kick around a Kryptonian just with fists, even under a red sun, if the red sun has just happened. Um, I think it would be more than you're thinking. You know, like, if they're not around sunlight, they store energy like a battery. Yeah. But I think the red sunlight, like, I guess I probably have seen it sometimes where Superman is, like, instantly, yeah, you know, kind of like sometimes when you see him around Kryptonite and he just, yeah, like, yeah, acts like, like he's dying. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. Sometimes yeah. he can but resist it, it a lot longer. Other times it's just like, oh, God, he's right. dying straight away. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> from, like a rock of Kryptonite in, or, like, a pebble in someone's pocket and he's like, ugh. Like, yeah, exactly. Superboy, especially. It's like sometimes it'll be in their pocket and he's fine, and then they reveal that it was in their pocket, and he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you should have been dying before. <laughs> um, and then there's but, a really yeah, cool reveal. reveal that Ra's al Ghul is the villain, which is kind of I cool. reckon this might have been the first issue I ever bought, because I remember Ra's al Ghul, um, the, this particular image, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. So... I reckon this was probably the first issue I ever bought. And um, can I say, we mentioned Superboy. He is absent as anything from these issues, isn't he? There is no Superboy, no mention, nothing. Yeah, well, you know, this time it would be Connor, right? was the only Superboy. Yeah. And he had some adventures with them in the old series. And round about issue 20, he joins the team and he wears, like, the classic Superboy costume. Okay. So before this? Uh, no, after this. So oh, about right, a year okay. from when we end. Yeah. yeah, no, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I remember that. It was it, it was okay, but I would prefer the classic. But you know, that's just yeah. me. That's just me. You know, prefer Clark. Well, what I liked was that he was on the Legion and he was in the Teen Titans book at the same time. Yes. And I always thought that was kind of interesting. And then at one point they did a story. It was uh, Titans, the Legion or whatever. And it was about, uh, you know, him having to kind of choose between the Titans and the Legion. He chose Titans, didn't he? He doesn't really choose, but then this version of the Legion gets sucked into a portal and (laughs) go away. And then the three boot team comes out the other side. And then he's like, I choose Titans. (laughs) (laughs) given the lack of options uh i I don't want to be sucked into a portal and just incinerated um yeah (laughs) oh there is an ad at the end here for dark knight strikes again oh the frank miller sequel to dark knight which i remember buying in uh in stores i remember rushing down on the day it came out to my comic store and picking up that first issue for returns or strikes again uh, returns. Yeah. Oh, nice. No, 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 no. Strikes again. Sorry. Yeah. The 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 sequel okay, to okay. Dark Knight Returns. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I obviously Which I people ha- seem to hate. I never, you know, hated it. Uh, I don't hate it. I, I think it's interesting. I think it's an interesting reaction to Nine Eleven, which is massive part of it. Um, was it? Yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah. Right. He okay. he started writing it. Nine Eleven happened, and I remember during the time and it had a massive impact on Frank Miller um, and influenced the whole course of that series. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think, it, oh, look, I actually, I, I think it's an interesting uh, book. I don't think it's a great book, but I think it's an interesting book for sure. Um, yeah, I always thought it was interesting looking. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, the visuals of it are what intrigued me. Uh, look, I enjoyed it. Like, I mean, it's not a, it's not a patch on the original, but I don't know. I, I've got, I've got a, Spot in my heart for Frank Miller, and we'll always check out his stuff. You know, some of it's better than others, but I thought it was an interesting okay. book. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I think it was better than the third one. I didn't care for that much. The Master Race. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Well, I've not even finished the Master Race one, but I, I do want to finish it. But I just, I just haven't got around to it. Um, which probably, it's okay. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was okay. Azarello plays a pretty big hand in that as well. Mm-hmm. You know. All right, uh, we're on to issue four then. Yep. And the Legion have discovered after they stole a step drive ship, which actually happened in the Legion World series, mm-hmm. um, where Gates is, and that Gates is being used to. Yeah. His teleportation powers are being used to, like, port these ships, and they also annihilated a lot of his race trying to duplicate his powers. I've got a question for you here. Does Gates kill yeah. this Darren guy? Um, I don't think so, no. Because when you look at it, you almost think he slashed his throat, but then you actually see the guy's lying there and his throat's not slashed. Yeah, and I figured if he slashed his throat, he would do something other than wuck. I thought it would be a different sound effect. That's but... true, and you, yeah, yeah. You, you, you never know. But um, yeah, it, it was, and also the Legion are very big on no killing, so it would have been odd, yeah. you know? But he had been locked up a long time and experimented on, so... You know, yeah. Uh-huh. So things were. Gates is actually a pretty cool character. Um, he's always kind of going on and complaining about the Legion, and uh, you know, he doesn't like. He kind of just. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like the. 
you know, the college kid that, you know, took a history class and then he's like, you know, this is fascism, that's fascism, this is, right, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. he's always saying everything's fascist. So. Right, okay, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, yeah, exactly, he's like a first year sociology student or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. Great. But yeah, he's pretty popular, popular enough that whenever the Legion of Three Worlds happened, mm-hmm. they actually took him from this version of the team and they put him in with uh, I remember. Jeff John's original version. Yeah. I, re- I remember that happening, yes, it was uh, quite amusing, actually. He's like, no. I want to be part of this. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I think he's good. You're not right. wanted. <laughs> yeah. No, so <clears throat> then we have one of the things again, Leviathan, Brainiac 5, Triad. Um, it's about Sprocken time. And then she's like, told you he'd be ungrateful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, very sassy. He's got a lot of sass. Uh, we cut to Ra's al Ghul and Venge on the moon. I uh, don't really know. Oh, they're saying how they located where the Legion headquarters is now. Yes. Uh, so kind of we know that it's going to be attacked. Which I thought was kind of like RJ Brown was like so proud of how they'd been hidden, and yet they were found so easily. Yeah, that was kind of odd. You know, to me. he's like, "Well, we've been <laughs> hidden. We used all this great stuff, and then the next issue, we found them." <laughs> yeah, I think they said they traced the the ship that they yeah. stole or something, which so. is like you should have anticipated that. But then we also find out that, you know, they have pretty good defenses, so maybe they, they didn't they care do, at that point. They do, but I think they were still surprised, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And he's smiling, and yeah, it's true. Ra's al smiling is actually, he does do it, but it's rare. Um, yeah. A little smile of triumph, Mr. Venge. A great purpose finally takes shape. <laughs> yeah. And then... And Ra's uh, definitely is older looking than, you know, we're used to seeing him. Yeah, sure. And I mean, it. look, um, I hate to flex my bat- Batman knowledge here, but in Rasagul, historians will tell you that he's already coming towards the end of his lifespan in Batman time, you know? the Right, the, like the he's la- already, what, a couple hundred years old at that point, I think, right? Uh, at least. And the Lazarus pits aren't in general, aren't doing as much for him as they used to a lot of the time. Right. Like, he's he's generally depicted as almost ready to, to hand over his legacy, you know, uh, especially early on. Um, right. But I do that's what not... he's after Batman for, right? Yeah, that's a, that's right. In the origin, he's, he wants to hand it over. So the early Ra's al Ghul, he's generally depicted as coming towards the end of a long life, you know? Um, yeah. Although I do notice in this, though, they do do a mention, like a one-panel mention, which I would have loved to have seen more of, that he's kind of internalized the Lazarus pits now. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I yeah. thought it was really cool. And, and frankly, I would have liked a bit more on that, but this isn't actually a Batman book. And uh, <laughs> Yeah. He does come back around uh, later. I don't know cool. to what extent. But, yeah. yeah. Well, he always comes back. Um, he's, he's tough to kill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we see the Legion fighting the people where Gates was. Nothing really happens there. No. But then we go back to our interlude with them being back uh, in Quai space, which is where Lightning Lad was killed. Yes. They discover that there's just uh, tromium crystals that shoot out lightning. Uh, so, you know, Lightning Lad's not alive. They're just rocks, then- energized rocks. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? No. It's not Garth. That's all that matters. That's his sister saying that. Yeah. 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 And Saturn Girl, I think I was letting myself hope. And then suddenly they get attacked. 
Yeah, and those are other quiet people like Shikari. Yeah, but they're kind of the warrior versions, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, we see Monel, and he's being held captive by Ras Al Ghul. Yeah. And he wants him to join him and shoots him when he rejects him. And he says it's only a bruise. The next one will pierce the skin. Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah, that was that was intense. I was like, okay, hello. Which I guess would lend credence to your theory that he's still somewhat vul- or invulnerable if his skin. Yeah, it's can not instant. Like, it. like it's not instant. Like you don't yeah. lo- you don't lose the power the second. Uh, you know. Unless it was a massive amount, maybe it was a massive amount of of red sun radiation that was penetrating him. But even still, it takes time, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, the fact that his fists would hurt him, but a bullet would not, yeah, hurt us. You know, that was unrealistic. I mean, Dan Abnett, take a note. That was unrealistic. Come on, come man. on, man. Yeah, what are you? You're doing? better than that. <laughs> You're better than that, Dan Abnett. You know. <laughs> You've written Judge Dredd. Yeah. You're better than that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, <laughs> shall we just do an initial promo? Adam and I yeah. are going to be launching a Judge Dredd podcast sometime in the near future called Dread or Dead. Yeah, it's going to be cool. It's going to be kind of the opposite dynamic with this show where sure. I've read a lot of Legion sure. and Dave hasn't. Yeah. In this case, I have read very little Dread. It's going to be probably the greatest show on the internet. After seeing them in this show, we, we, we'll have the top three shows on the internet: Signal, <laughs> Legion Outpost, Dread or Dead. You know, yeah, they might just shut down the rest of the internet uh, at that point. I'm did you hear sure. Richard the other day on a, on a show? Was like, oh, I just want a show that covers all the news. I'm like, you're on it. I was like, what are you fucking <laughs> complaining? You're on it. Like, you're you know, you're part of the show that's making breaking news. Like, he's like, I just want a show that I can listen to that's just it pins on the news. I'm like. You're on one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't get what he was looking for. <laughs> I really don't understand. Like, replay last week's episode, Rich, if that's what you're so desperate for. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I thought it was hilarious, personally. Like, it is funny. <laughs> it's like it's like that time when Stuart was like going over the media. I go, where media? He's like the lowest cut. I go, still media. <laughs> yeah. man your co-hosts are not you know waving the signal flag like they yeah, should i know they're not they're, they're, it's like they don't realize they're part of something so massive you know the part of the machine yeah. they're, they're, they're part of the machine they're like we want the machine i'm like you are part of the machine they're like we hate the machine. the machine i go you are the machine jesus yeah. come on <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, then we uh, we're gonna cut over to this is uh, Kinetics, who you probably aren't very familiar with, but she used to be a legionnaire. Now she's a science police officer. Right. Uh, she gets into a crash, and that's kind of leading into what's gonna happen in the next couple issues. Yes. A nice plot then, thread left dangling there, actually. Yeah, yeah, and it, they actually take a couple issues to get back to it, but. Uh, you might remember Kinetics in Legion of Three Worlds. She actually gets killed by Mordru. Um, yeah, sad. Her, she was kind of like a cool character, but you never really understood what her powers were. Like they were kind of complex, so yeah. that never really works well. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we go to Xanthu, and we see Starboy is there, and XS is there. Yep. You remember XS is the Flash character, right? And 
Robotica is attacking Xanthu, and they're defending it. I thought that was pretty cool, actually. The, the, the concept of Robotica, like a planet, like being consumed by like this robotic ship sort of thing, you know? Yeah, and that's actually what I thought we would get to. Uh, it's actually the next arc where it kind of gets into the Robotica stuff more. Mm. I also thought it was cool that XS and Starboy get together, and they have these, uh, they call them G-Twisters. Yeah, so I, I guess cool. they're like yeah. uh, tornadoes with really, you know, destructive gravity. It's kind of like their cool. version of the fastball special, you know? Yeah, like yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. I, I love a team up like that kind of thing where they where they play off each other's power sets. Yeah, um, yeah, it's in, cool. In a fight, and then we flash to Umbra in a very fetching costume. This is ceremonial yeah. clothing among my tribe, and then she's like, "Oh dear, Talok, eight must sure must have some interesting ceremonies." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and she says how she's lost her powers, and that's yeah. why she's she feels um, she fears she's lost the world, doesn't she? She feels something's happened to the world. She mentioned earlier. Yeah, yeah, she fears for her world. Yeah, it looks like Bouncy Boy's just staring at her tits. If you notice, he's like, oh, it kind of does. Yeah, he's goggle eyed, like he's just like staring into them. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's actually pretty amusing. It's funny. Yeah, I don't know if that's intentional by the artist or not, but it looks intentional. Um, yeah, like, uh, yeah, like, like an inside joke type thing. Yeah, like, like he's um, a stripper and he's just putting five bucks in a, you know. Like... <laughs> 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 anyway, um, and then yeah, then we find out that they've found them, um, you know, and it's all going to happen. And then, hello again, Valor, last chance, go go to hell. Um, yeah, but it's, it's and he gets full shot. On. He gets shot. It's a good ending to this issue. He gets shot, and uh, Rasa Ghul, uh, sorry, Venge says fire on Legion World, and Rasa Ghul shoots um, Monel, and then the next page is the explosion of Legion World. It's actually a pretty effective ending panel for the for the book, I thought. Yeah, and then also the third thing is that the um, Cosmic Boys team is also getting uh, taken down. Yeah. So it's, it's but yeah, times. it was an interesting ending, and then the next issue they focus entirely on the team yes. in Quiet Space, so which I thought was a nice change of pace. Happens. Which I thought was a good change of pace, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and I noticed that Olivia Coppel did not do the artwork for issue five. Yeah, this is Peter Schnezberg, which you should mm, be familiar with that art. Do you know where you know him from? No. What? Where do I know him? He did the back half of Starman. Okay. Right. So, well, yeah. I mean, it's pretty effective artwork, you know. It's not mm-hmm. probably of the caliber of Olivia Coppel, but it's a different style of art, and uh, you know, uh-huh, it, very it, different. It honestly would be something that took a while for me to to grow on me. Yeah, his faces aren't my favorite thing in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. His faces. Aren't I actually have a, a page of artwork by him for the a Batman uh, thing. Um, so yeah, we have the Legionnaires being attacked by the Kwai, and they kind of take him out, but then they come to the understanding that Truth. we're not here to desecrate what you've declared a holy place, we're just, we're the Legion. So yeah, cool I, I think it's really interesting, this whole storyline, um, about how the, the Kwai are becoming more militaristic. And more of them are, are, are going away from sort of that hive mind style. And in the meantime, right. you see the progeny 
had the little baby progenies and like Saturn girls like super aggressive about them, which is kind of un you know unusual for her really. And then, yeah, and they're kind of cute. They're kind of cute, but then for, remember how terrible the actual adult ones were as well. Right, and, where they were putting people in like these tanks to yeah, and you like, know, is, out like, of them. Heros is not having a bar of them. He's like kicking at them and stuff. I don't like mm -hmm. that the progeny were responsible for multiple genocide, she says. And then you have a miserable kid trying to sort of talk some, you know, sense into her about how they were constructed for a reason. Um, it, it's just an interesting conversation. Interesting to have Saturn Girl as kind of like the sort of like the hardliner against them. And they're really, mm -hmm. they're yep. really kind of fighting with each other about it. I, I thought it was interesting. And then you see Wildfire with a typical smart-ass comment. I just love it when the team pulls together, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah. they're like fighting with each other. I just thought it was a really interesting uh, issue, and like a little sort of bottle episode. And you know, then it, you have the moments where you then see the um, the the credo where where, where these yeah. people are forming sort of like a thing where they're going to wipe out all the progeny, and Heros tells them where they live. And then they go out with flat-out extermination plans and you sort of see just how pathetic and tough it is for the um, for the progeny. And then they just go in there with like a slaughter mission and then Saturn Girl sort of realises just how terrible it is what's happening. And she um, stops it, basically. Yeah. Uh, and who gets shot? Is that Invisible Kid? Yeah, but he said that the ice kind of yeah, stopped uh, caught most of the yeah. blast. I, I look. I'll be honest with you. I actually thought this was one of my favorite issues of the eight. I really enjoyed. Oh, cool. I, I enjoyed a lot of the, these eight issues as it went on. Um, you know, just the good storytelling got me and the good artwork. But I particularly liked this issue. Like, I thought it was a very good issue, and I liked the way they sort of, you know, took some time. To, to go away from sort of the um, rest of the story. And then you see Singularity turn up. And it's very kind of Nazi-esque how they're walking along and they've got, like, the progeny on the spikes. And mm -hmm. they're all wearing the symbols. It's very fascist-y kind of thing. And if you look and see, like, the symbols that are on all the ships and everything, you know, it's very militaristic. Yeah. yeah. That's very much, yeah, what they are. Uh... Do you okay. remember what Singularity is from? Uh, in Legion Lost, they go to that planet where there's one hero there. Oh, yeah. And they yeah, set up this artificial planet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's the hero from that planet. Right, so he's come back for this. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. um, no, a really uh, excellent issue. I'd give this issue an 8.5 out of 10 by itself. You know? Oh, wow, yeah, that's I, cool. I very much Yeah, I like it. it a lot. I like the little one-shots. That's Yeah, for sure. Pretty cool. Now, Adam, do you mind if I just quickly grab a coffee just before we do the, the sure. last three? Okay, I'll be back in one second. Yeah, okay. no. Thanks, man. Mm -hmm. Okay, you there, man? Yes, sir. Sorry about that. It took us so long. That's all right. I just had to um, also pretend I was doing some work. Um, okay. <laughs> now. Right, I'll, I'll intro soon. Okay, so we're up to issue six, Adam. Yes, sir. A pretty Great cool cover. Ra's al Ghul cover. Beautiful cover. I love it. In the clutches of Ra's al Ghul. Yep, and as we get into it, um, hey, can you still hear me? I can hear you fine. Okay, I hit a button on my thing and I wasn't sure what it did. Um, yeah, so there's Kinetics. She's rescuing the reporters from earlier. 
Um, the Legion go in to confront the president. I'm just kind of breezing through it because the yeah, sure. Not a lot to it. Um, they get to Monel, and they rescue him. Uh, Kid Quantum uses their time powers, mm. um, and then they confront in a, the president. In a good scene, actually, I thought. What's um, that? The part her, where she's saving Monel? Yeah, yeah, her usage of the powers and stuff, I thought was cool. Yeah, I really think her powers uh, are pretty cool. It could be used well in a movie or TV show as well. You know. Yeah, she seems like someone that they should bring in to like. You know, she's not in the books anymore because she was only a reboot character. But I feel like they could bring her in, and oh, they she'd could be a pretty easily cool bring her in. With Legion, you could just add in whoever you wanted. You know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Just snatch them. I like. What uh, is um? All oh, right. So that's that's her doing the um. It on Monel. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. It looks really good. Good artwork as well. Yeah. For sure. Um, and then we go out and the Legion confront the president and the oversight watch and cosmic boy, like we said, takes down that one member pretty easily. Cause he's got that magnetic or that metal suit on. It's pretty funny. Now who's the yeah. nice head and then just throws him into the sky. <laughs> yeah. He used to be a, an athlete on brawl and, uh, he used to look up to him, but then he got into steroids and yeah, it was kind of interesting. Got backstory. Say no to drugs, kids, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just say no uh, and they take down the rest of the oversight watch pretty easily uh, again and then <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, and then Ultra Boy goes in to attack Ra's al Ghul but he's got like a force field mm-hmm. and he says look you can either stay and beat me or you can try to stop what's happening which basically Ra's al Ghul is trying to push the planet into such a state of um Stress that the mm. I think he called it what the hypertaxis. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's evolution. wanting the hypertaxis to kick in, which is like this. Well, how would you describe the hypertaxis? Uh okay. Um, basically, he it pushes the Earth into such a state of near extinction event that these things that sort of crop up in, in certain bits of humanity super evolve and go up like a whole you know like evolutionary chain or two on the ladder and um it's it the last time it happened is in during the dinosaurs uh with the comet um, yeah, yeah so it's like at a moment of massive stress to the planet these things evolve which i believe must then convert do they the other humans or something i'm not sure exactly what happens there but um Anyway, these things appear, and they're sort of like the next cycle in the evolutionary cycle, and will wipe away humanity, I guess, to replace it with something else. Yeah, it sounds like they would maybe wipe out humanity to better serve whatever creatures. Um, you know, when they had the dinosaurs, it said that they wiped out the dinosaurs, and they yeah. preserved whatever was there, and apparently grew into humans. So, yeah, well, you know. like back in the di- days of the dinosaurs, it was acknowledged that there were small mammals and stuff, you know, like, I right. guess, you know, and that became the first links to humanity, I believe. I'm no expert on evolutionary theory, but I believe that's, you know, at least what I was taught. Um, yeah, so, so yeah. kind of interesting and kind of suits, I guess, Ra's al Ghul's MO a little bit. Yeah, well, Ra's al Ghul is an, is, uh, an environmental terrorist. Like, it, he's all right. about the environment above humanity. I mean, that's how he's generally depicted a lot of the time. Like, he cares mm-hmm. about, like, the, the 
he sort of cares about the planet in the nature sense, you know? Yeah. And views yeah. humanity as a scourge upon the planet. In essence, that's how, like, he's often depicted, you know? Yeah, exactly. I, lo- I love that, actually. The lonely desolation um, is, is, is what he prefers, really. Yeah, I remember, I don't remember if it was, I think it was um, Tower of Bab- Babel, mm. where uh, he has a henchman that, like, kidnaps a tiger for him and feeds him, like, chocolate or something. Mm. And the tiger gets sick and it's going to die, and so he, like, kills the henchman or whatever. Yeah. I just thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, he does care about the planet. He's he's misguided in his, you know, uh, the way he achieves things, but... He rationalises it to himself. When done well, Ra's al is a very effective villain. Here, he's a little bit more of a villain than often he is in Batman, you know? Yeah, uh-huh. He's sure. a bit more of a cardboard cutout villain in this storyline. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's been a thousand years, so I guess yeah. he could have evolved his goals. Yeah, I guess. Um, For a second, yeah. I thought it was going to be the Sun Eater. When I saw that massive sun that was... Oh, oh was, yeah. I was like, wow. That would have been cool. Yeah, the Sun Eater is going to get a run. I guess they already did that with uh, Final Night, though, where the Legion helped out there. Very true. Very true. Uh, But, yeah, we see Kinetics, uh, who's now the science police officer, and she gets blasted by one of the Mm -hmm. hypertexas. Which becomes very crucial. And if if we want to just transition into Episode um, 7, Issue 7, notice when Ra's al talking as the, you know, he's now revealing who he is and everything, Life as you understand it, as you live it, is about to change fundamentally and forever. The future is upon us. Embrace it with me. And he's talking about the... Um, I like how some guys are in a bar and they're like, What's, was this a game show? Put the Sprocken Mango Ball on. Uh, and then yeah, you, yeah. Then you see a pretty cool artistic choice where you see what looks like a photograph of um, a city. Yeah, it looks like a satellite image yeah, or something. Yeah, it looks like something that maybe in England or something, you know? Uh, yeah. Could be the River Thames or something. Anyway, I just thought it was an interesting artistic choice. Um, then you see, doesn't on page four, don't, don't those things okay. look like something out of Marvel, like the Celestials or something? I feel like I've seen that kind of like look before, where the beams page are coming four. out, where the beams are coming, oh. the, the pink beams are coming out of their sort of heads. Yeah, I could see that. I'm not yeah. sure exactly what. Um... But you know what I Even mean? Even like Sentinels. Yeah, me yeah it, just, it just is very reminiscent in, in a mm-hmm. good way. Um, and yeah, I just I, I just dig it. I think it's really cool. And like it's a it's a massive, um, you know, we, we, we find the terraforms. Uh, they say that Maniac was talking about. And, and you see these things that are appearing. And um, I'm not quite sure what they're going to do. Are they, are they going to convert everyone or, or just kill everyone? I'm not actually sure. Well, that's what I was saying is I think that some of them get – some of the people get converted. Mm. But like with the dinosaurs, it said that it wiped out the dinosaurs because they were going to preserve whatever life was more likely to thrive. So yes. maybe it would be cockroaches or something, you know? Yeah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. And – but the uh, one who no, was the no, real police. quick was yeah. – uh, Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, also of note, though, on the previous issue was uh, the Robotica is leaving Xanthu, which yes. we can assume it's headed towards Earth. Yeah, yeah, that is very interesting, actually. Um, and then we find out the science police officer, though, she's changed. When she was converted, she's yeah. not just out. She's still got sort of, like, consciousness and stuff. Yeah, which I guess we can attribute to her, you know, powers before. By the way, check out uh, page 13. You see them trying to avoid a nude shot. Um, of her, 
you you can see the artists they've sort of got a note and they're sort of trying to conceal what would otherwise be like a full frontal nude shot. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, I see that. It looks like there's you know there's a little bit of like desperation there. You know, editorials come back and they're like, oh, let's just try to shade it and get the leg across a bit more and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, we can't corrupt the poor children. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I will say that about this artist, um, Coipel. He's mm. definitely, like, a lot of the Legionnaires are wearing, you know, like, tight spandex. But sure. it's, like, extra tight spandex oh, when yeah. he draws it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you, you, yeah. I'm sure you'll get those people on Twitter who will, like, complain about that if they read it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, my God, tear it down. Burn it all down. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah and then they flash back to Xanthu, and there's Dream Girl, your favorite. Yeah, and finally. I guess that's where they say that they're headed for Earth, uh, Robota, Robotica. Real weird decision by Abner Lanning not to introduce Dream Girl a lot, lot earlier. Great character, one of my favorites. Yeah, um, well, I mean, they've been on the book for maybe thirty issues, but the people before it were the ones that kind of had her just as a supporting character. Um, but oh. here she's actually pretty interesting in the Legion Worlds book. She's actually like the general okay. on Xanthu that's you know helping to protect. The planet, which I think speaks to, you know, how much we really liked her in the Levitz run, where she's, you know, more than just a pretty face. Oh, for sure. Hell yeah. yeah. She's one of the greatest ladies of Legion. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Her dreams are never wrong, as she often says. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's always keen to point that out. Yeah. Uh, then we see Roz and the Oversight Watch, and it looks like they're maybe on Mars. And they're starting to have second the thoughts themselves. Yeah, the oversight watch. They're like, "Well, this is kind of messed up," but it's like, "Well, what are you gonna do? Yeah. You're gonna just go down there and die with everyone else?" You're invested now, guys. Come on. Yeah. Um. And there's the recap, I guess, with the dinosaurs where they're talking about that. But uh, uh, awesome. also the hypertaxis had like blasted some of the legionnaires and put them into little balls, and uh, kinetics lets them out. Yeah, I'm just reading. Yeah. This is a race memory from prehistory, the last extinction event, the death of the dinosaurs. That was the last time the terraforms appeared, the last occurrence of this hypertaxis. The terraforms protected the viable species, nurturing them again from seeds once the calamity had passed. And when you see them, like, hitting some of the actual dinosaurs, you, yeah. You, uh, they paved the way for the rise of the human species, and they're doing the same thing now. They won't cease until the evolutionary imperative has been satisfied. I love that description. It's cool. Yeah, it's kind of a cool concept to introduce um, because it's like, you know, it's kind of a broad concept. Like, this is what yeah. happened in the DC universe. So this is how yeah, yeah, the yeah, dinosaurs yeah. were extinct in the DC yeah. universe. Like, it's a pretty big exactly, deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, wouldn't it be hilarious, um, and I mean this sarcastically or ironically, to have someone you know, go back and all the different versions of, like, all the different reasons things happen in the DC universe. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, so all the conflicting uh, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, have some computer that you could feed it all into. Some yeah, guy in yeah. his basement somewhere probably in Midwest United States is probably right now raging, you know? I felt kind of targeted there for a second because no. he said, feed it into a computer, and you call me Adam <laughs> the computer, and then he said, some guy in the Midwest. <laughs> Which is where I am. Yeah, and like if you, I imagine you know, you're just like you know surrounded by data. You've got like cords coming in and out of your head. You're just trying to compute it all. 
<laughs> Spreadsheets everywhere. Yeah, it's remember like Brainiac Five designed the computer, which then turned evil. Don't turn evil at him. You know? <laughs> no, I, I try. Yeah, but um, it's great stuff. I, I I really like this issue. Actually, I thought it was a really nice payoff. Um, but I've got a question for you. What? Yeah. <laughs> when he just goes, she brought them back like she hatched them, and it's Brainiac Five. I'm not sure who. And I'm not sure Shikari. who Shikari. Can where were boy. they? That's where the hypertaxis people like blasted them and they got put into like little eggs. Oh, right. I see. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. If you go back to like page... Oh, I see the eggs, the, the little green things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Right, I, I, I missed that until I saw the thing. And then Brainiac 5 has an idea of how to stop it. Um, and he's using these, what are they called, thresholds or something? Um, yeah, I forget. Yeah. They used to be Stargates. Uh, yeah. Maybe they're different. And then Chameleon Boy goes through, Coast is clear, come on through. Um, it's time to finish this, and we've got the Legion, um, you know, there. And... Who at this time we think are the only surviving of who we've seen because we thought that planet blew up. Yes, that's correct. Very, very good point, Adam. Very well mm-hmm. spotted. That's right, because mm-hmm. it was... Um, you know, I don't know who believed that, like, when that planet blew up, I was like, wow, imagine if that was actually happened and all of them just died at once. Imagine the uproar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Including Archie but, I mean, Brand, their fun. That was two issues ago, too, so it's yeah. like, well, yeah, interesting. Well, Dan Abnett's not afraid to actually tell a fucking story, unlike Bendis, you know? Yeah, like, sure. he, he'll sure. he'll give you, like, you know, whatever our minor griping about elements of this reboot are, nonetheless, it's an entertaining story being told, you know? Yeah, yeah, I mean, in eight issues, like, we've had... I mean, look at Legion Lost, that was 12 issues, and it was a much more interesting story than the 12 Bendis issues. Bendis is like riding a treadmill. It doesn't really go anywhere very interesting. It just sort of, like, you know, drifts along. A lot of cool visuals, but not really anything meaty, I I find. There's no meat in Bendis' work these days at all. Like, and yet... Couldn't agree more. And yet, he thinks he's fucking fantastic. You know, he really (laughs) does. You listen to him talk, and honestly, this is a guy who's just so immune to any kind of criticism. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, he's got that Miles Morales money now. And he looks like death warmed up. Can I just say that? Jesus Christ. (laughs) You see a picture of him, you're like, Jesus Christ, Ben, how about getting some sun? You know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he came close. He came real close to touching the void, for sure. I wonder what he saw when he was there, you know? Just internally. <laughs> He's like staring straight into it, man. You know? We've all been there looking straight into the abyss. What what and you know, what happens? You become a changed man when you come back. Ben there's nothing seems to have changed. He's come back to doing the same shitty stuff he was doing before. So. <laughs> wow, poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like we wish you, you well, Mr. You, Bendis. You uh, throw I'm that one you throw you. that one in there like I've just been busy critiquing him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're up to issue eight, the final issue. Yeah, so interesting stuff here. Uh, first off, the cover, Mono versus Roz. Mm. Um, but we see Triplicate Girl is with um, Mono as he's trying to be rescued. Yes. Uh, some things that I'm not sure you caught on to with this is this version of Monel is he's considered like a savior because he seeded a bunch of the worlds in the United Planets. Right, and people know that he is the Monel of legend. They um, do or don't. 
They don't. People in oh. the 30th century don't know that, other than the Legionnaires. Even though his name is Monel, people call him Monel. Uh, he might have not had that name at right. that time. I think they called him Valor or so, something. But... Question. Question for you. In this yeah. version, at the time it was coming out, had this Monel met Superboy and been put into the Phantom Zone by Superboy back in the like 50s or whatever? Uh, that's how he got put in, but it wasn't by your Superboy. It was by the Connor Kent Superboy. I see. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So it it happened. They just switched that around. Okay. Well, yeah. in essence, it's the same thing. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty close. I prefer the uh, Ken Superboy, but you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I kind of like the Connor stuff, but yeah, I, Connor's I pretty cool. I, I I don't mind Connor either. You know, better than John. And I do like though the storyline is in essence the same though. He got put into the Phantom Zone, so he's been he was stuck there. Then obviously he came out at some point and seeded the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh. Well, I mean, he did that before he went in. Uh, he seeded oh. the worlds before he went in, and then really? a thousand la- years later, the United Planets is a thing. Oh. That's why he's such a big deal. Oh, yeah, right. I so that's see. why, because he's like a legendary figure a thousand years hence. And uh, right. in fact, triads people actually like worship him. Uh, so that's why she's you know super there. attached. Yeah, connected. Uh, the yeah, and then speak. kinetics comes in and saves him. So. I'm not sure how, but she does. Yep. Okay. Well, that's cool. Um, And then we see the extreme terraforming. um, That's all to do with the moon uh, being, you know, drawn closer to the earth and stuff. Um, Yeah. Trying to put the earth that much closer to, uh, you know, the stress that would cause it to. And we finally get a Ras Ogle description. That someone is Ras Ogle, the demon's head. Already old by the 21st century, Ras was a criminal archaeologist, a near-genius-level geneticist and master of a secret devoted order. His arrogant vision was of a perfect human race that he, as a self-appointed arbiter of that perfection, would command. Despite plaguing the era of the great heroes, his schemes for a new world order were never successful, but what he lacked in success he made up for in persistence. Love it. Great Russ Ogle moments there. Good to see Uh Dan Abnett getting a little bit of a chance to play in that sandbox. You know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, and then we see Roz and his crew. Yeah. Uh, there's Venge, his henchman, and he yeah. kind of abandons them. Yeah, yeah he kind but of it looks like he was away. kind of like hacked or something, you know? Yeah, do you want me to tell you who he is, or do you yes. want to find no. out later? I want you to tell me. Okay, I thought you might. <laughs> the, uh, Venge turns out to be Computer. I see, right. The yeah. The thing that Brainiac 5 designed. Yeah, yeah, and that's a really interesting uh, that's cool. story. That's the next arc, yeah. And that's kind of, the way he pixelates away, kind of, th- you know, that kind of like... Yeah. Interesting. Computer, yeah. So has Brainiac yeah, 5 already um, created him, or not? Yeah, he created him uh, previous to the Abnet and landing stuff. Gotcha, right. Yeah. But he's going evil. He's, you know, computer, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh but yeah, it was a pretty good story, the one that's coming up with Venge. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, Ra's al Ghul uh, fights the Legion after the Oversight Watch kind of immediately surrenders. Mm. And it's kind of interesting. It's almost like the Tower of Babel thing where mm. he knows all the Justice League's weaknesses. He very easily targets all the Legionnaires' weaknesses. Mm. Like, mm. he knows right where the nerve clusters will be for Shikari. Mm. He does a certain frequency for Chameleon Boy. Uh, yeah, he's just, you know, 
got everything planned out to take down all these guys. Yeah, well, I mean, in fairness to Ra's al Ghul, he's just one man. He has to have a plan of attack, just like Batman would, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, he's, uh, that's he's what I thought was cool about it. His henchmen have been pretty useless, so he has to do it himself. Right. Which I think he even yeah, says. Doesn't he even say, I've always got to do it myself or something. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Gates accidentally cuts his hand off, and that's where part of the, uh, what's it called? That Lazarus pit stuff kind of leaks out of his arm. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. He internalizes it. And he gets, um, I like when he shows, is it Kid Quantum? And he shows her, like, the, she, she's glimpsing the infinite nows of the multiverse. And you see all the different versions and stuff. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool. That, I, I thought that was really cool, actually. I actually thought you could have made that cooler and done it in different versions of the Legion. Yeah, I was thinking it was at first, and then I looked at it and realized it was just different versions of her, I think, yeah. right? It's still cool, though. It's good, good yeah. idea. Yeah, for sure. You're right, he cuts the hand off, and then he says, the fires of the Lazarus pit burn inside me these days. This is just a minor setback. It's kind of cool yeah. when you see the hand reform. Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. He's got an upgrade. Um, uh, and then Monel shows up to fight him and kind of beats him up pretty easily now that yeah. he's not yeah. got the red sunlight. Well, it's not much of a fucking fight. Like, you know, yeah, like, yeah. come on, Monel versus uh, Rasa Ghul. Like, in a fist fight with Monel powered up, it's, you know, come on. Be yeah. Monel's worst day, he could still beat him, you know? Yeah. Uh huh. And then we see that uh, there's a bunch of Rasa Ghuls and that yeah, he's just that one of many. I thought that was really interesting, actually. He's like, yeah, I'm not. Re- I don't remember what the story is behind that, but uh, I'll be interested to find out. Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. How could this be, Monel? I'm very afraid suddenly. Why didn't I know? I'm Rasagul, the only Rasagul, the real one. Why didn't I know? It's kind of cool. And then yeah. you see, um, you know, and what does he do? He kind of like he does manage to get a hit in on Monel with his hand, and then he got triad there as well. Um, it looks like he like burned his face a little bit. Yeah. You just see he's got like a little bird mark, and then they they throw Rasagul into the clone chamber and status feel unchained. Um, uh-huh. I like it when she says, "Speak for yourselves." I kicked his butt, one of his butts anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're kind of funny. I quite liked uh, tripling a girl and trying. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Um, I think her and Lightning Lass are a couple of my favorites from this reboot. Sure. Uh, yeah, and then we see, I think, the terraf- or they're called the terraforms, not the hypertaxis, mm. I guess, these people that are transformed by the hypertaxis. Yes, but they and go they're out trying to, try to, to protect the, the moon right? from crashing into the Earth, I guess, is it? Yeah, and I think the point is that uh, kinetics kind of influenced them to doing that or something. Right. Okay. And they're trying to stop the moon, and then here comes the Legion world. Yep, bang, finally turns out. Yeah. Just like the, the cavalry, the last minute, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and they kind of balance out the uh, the moon. But I'm also wondering what they were doing all this time in between. I don't know. Traveling. But they just came through that portal. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't I know. I don't know. Who knows? There was, yeah, yeah, I don't know, maybe they had some technical issues at their end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they had to turn it off and turn it back on. <laughs> yeah, they had to reboot the router. <laughs> um, Brainy, Brainy, for now, Legion World is right where it needs to be. Home. And you've got Legion World around Earth, which is cool, I think, you know? Yeah. So yeah, the Earth. How big is Legion World? Oh, no, it's smaller than the moon. I was going to say, because then it's its own separate sort of, like, moon. But it's, it is a bit smaller. It's probably about yeah. a fifth of the size of the moon. Yeah, still pretty big, though. Like a, pretty big you know. orbital object. 
Um, so now, Earth's a mess. Earth will endure, as always. Let's hope. But what about the terraforms? Yeah, we've stopped Ra's Al but the Pandora's box of evolution is still open. I know. I was wondering about that. And there's a cool final image looking out at the Earth. Um, yeah. <laughs> really liked the wrap-up. If I can be honest, uh, took some time. When I first started reading, I was like, oh, no, like, this isn't the classic. This isn't Kerry yeah. Bates. And then, but then, you know what? As I got into it, I got more invested in the storyline. Um, and I definitely started to enjoy it a hell of a lot more. I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10 overall. But I actually think it, it's probably closer to a 7.5. Overall, it just took some time for me. Um, that episode, I gave 8.5. And I thought it ended very well. Um, right. So... Overall, it's a seven, but it's a very positive seven, and I did enjoy it a lot. That's fair. Um, I uh, had a bit different experience because I went back and reread like their whole run, you know, not all of it, but I read the stuff before Legion Lost, and uh, you know, part of that might influence my rating of I'd probably give it an eight and a half, but yeah, uh, yeah, I just thought it was pretty strong. I think they do really good character stuff. I think their plots are really interesting, sci-fi stuff. Mm. Um. Yeah. So yeah, I rate it pretty good. What, so would you give it out of ten? Uh, I'll give it an eight and a half. Eight and yeah. a half. Yeah. And you know what? I could be argued to a seven and a half as well. I, in fact, let's make it an official seven and a half because I really, <laughs> I, I, I thought it. I always judge things as well. Like it was rising action, so I got more and more invested, and that's good. You know. Rather right. Than... Yeah. You know, you start off the book, and they had a lot to accomplish. Right. They had to bring yeah. back. Yeah. Eight legionnaires, and then they have all these other legionnaires carried through all these planets. Yeah, and it had been a long time since I'd read Legion Lost, so that was a adjustment as well. Yeah, um, that's the first book we did on here. So yeah, it was uh, an adjustment process. But then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm feeling it. Like it's good stuff. Um, yeah, no, I seven point five from me, eight point five from you. Next time we're on the show, um, we're thinking of going back to formula, back to classic, aren't we? Yeah, you were talking about doing some carry baits, which yeah. is cool. We're about to the end of the carry baits. Oh, hello. Well, you know, we can finish it off if you want. Yeah, for sure. And um, obviously we'll stay on top of Legion news. Um, I do want to thank all the Legionnaires. Keep following Legion Outpost. We put stuff in there. Adam put stuff in there. Me. How about how I forget if we've even had awarded competitions? I have no idea. I was like... <laughs> to some, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like to some guy, did, did you get your prize? <laughs> yeah, we uh, we uh, made sure we got those out. You, yeah, yeah, you you handle that side one. of things, you and you do a very good job, Adam. Because I was clueless. I, I don't even know the answers to the questions or anything, so I'm just struggling. <laughs> um, yeah, but no, that was good, and we'll do another one of those as well. In the future, we'll stay on top of the Bender stuff. Like maybe Bender will finally stop tweeting out just pictures, and DC will actually put an actual creative team on a project and green lighter. That would be handy. I think out of all the properties, because it's in the future so far, it'd be one of the easiest, you know, to actually green light and go with a strong pitch because it's so far out in the future, you know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, I was thinking about that the other day when I was reading some Dread that you suggested, and it's just, you know, like, Mm. it's kind of nice that these are, you know, kind of separate. They're their own thing. Totally, yeah. Both things. Exactly, and I think it, it it makes it more fun. Now, I do want to say, look, the Patreon um, is up there for Signal of Doom and Legion Outpost. Um, Patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. You can get access to exclusive content. Dean and myself do Cinema of Doom. I'm about to announce some big news. 
uh, which I'm going to do later today on to the Patreon feed, which I will then announce on the on the next Signal Doom show. But for as little as $1 per month, you can really help Legion Outpost and the Seagull, and we do appreciate it. It goes towards hosting fees and costs of running the show. Um, you know, keeps me out of the poorhouse, Adam, you know what I'm saying? Keeps me in Clover, yeah, man, where I need to be. <laughs> I hear you. Running the game. Come on. And in terms of, um, before we go, is there any Legion books that are about to come out? Look, in terms of tray paperbacks, hardcovers, do we have any information so we can let listeners know? Um, I think there was the uh, Into the Darkness Part 2 at some point, right? Uh, yes, I think I got that. Um, oh, I'm not sure I have got that. Okay, so that's come out, yeah? The second volume of that, yeah? Uh, I know that it is coming out at some point. I don't okay. know when. Right, but, yeah. okay. Yeah, I've got the first one. I think that's it, though, unfortunately. Wow. And I know there was a new Superman Man of Steel Volume 3 hardcover released um, recently. All uh, right, yeah. Yeah, so... Anyway, um, yeah, so there's a little bit of stuff, but hopefully we'll have more information. Adam and I will try to come back within the next couple of weeks or so with some Kerry Bates. Might be a bit of a shorter show, but, you know, as always, you know, keep the Legion fires burning. Uh, any final comments, Adam? Uh, no, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for joining me, Dave. Yeah, no problems at all. Thank you, and good night. Good night.